1: I, mean, Lord, I, mean. yeah. I can't believe this, man. Yeah.
2: Mo, Larry, and Curly. Here we go, baby. Yes, welcome in, everybody. The launch, the debut of Sports Take. I am Rob Ellis with my friends, Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. Derek drinking out of a Jurassic Park cup because he is that old. Yes, friends, he was around for that. <laughs> really? Take. Really? You want to go there? I didn't even really? know you were going to pull that bug out, man, but you gave me too much material right there. But, yes. I, by the way, I, I did a oh, little move oh, there. I wasn't supposed to do I wasn't supposed to. No, you can't do Oh, look at you showing off the blank. Come on, man. He yeah, oh. totally Wait. did that. Up oh, did I do that? Oh, I'm no, sorry.
3: Man. I'm
1: sorry. Wait a minute, man.
2: Oh, I right. saw that ring. I saw
1: that ring at uh, Kmart. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw the guy down the street trying to,
3: trying to sell it to me. Right, for, right. For Ten the, bucks. I got it out of the biggest crackerjack box they make. That's the best prize you can get, man. I found it. I found the golden <laughs> <Yeah>. ticket. <laughs>
2: All right. So, listen, this is it. Man. And by the way, I love our graphics too. We got some strong graphics right, right, for I the know. show here. Yeah. Krauss baby. Yeah, our producer Xander showed us this, uh, you know, last week a couple weeks ago, man. We're we're coming out of the box strong. But yeah, if you're if you're like us, you've been excited for for something new, for something different. And that's what we're here for, man. That's what we're here to bring to the table. And we've been trying to get the word out to as many people as possible for our launch here at 12 o'clock. And we'll be every day, every day, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3. And we're already getting a ton of reaction from from our friends out there who are checking out the show. And let me be the first to say welcome and thank you for hanging with us. And we will make it worth your while. We promise that. And I'm look. I got to tell you, man. I'm thrilled to be with you guys. Uh, two guys who I absolutely love, and Likewise. and and we are going to have some fun, man. Derek Barrett, can't wait.
3: I, I, well, all I'm going to say is this: I I woke up and prayed this morning. Why <laughs> wait, Lord? You,
2: you prayed, <laughs> yeah,
3: man. I pray,
1: man. <laughs> who did you pray to? I've like, never I, seen you pray. I man. I'm not a heathen.
3: That's what I'm talking about right there. He thinks of, Rob, see what I got to deal man, with, man.
1: Man, your skin burning telling so, that lie.
3: Rob was so good to work with when I was working with Rob. And then they sent me to the Wolves and I worked with you. That's You know point. what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I, wrong, I was man? I was good. I mean, I, I had breakfast on Broad. I mean, everything was great. Me, Jillian, Millie, Rob, you know. I mean, we had a great, great show and then they sent me to you, Quicksilence. Really? Really? And that's like, okay. that's like the anti-show of all <laughs> shows. You know? Oh, really? So I've, been, I've been trying to take my, you know, just, just unwire myself from that show ever since then. It's, it's and, not easy. And,
1: and, and who helped you who helped you become even better than you are today? That's who right. helped you? you Tell threatened. everybody who helped you.
3: You threatened me. You, you did everything, man. That's right. you, you locked me in a closet, man. That's Come right. on, man. Yeah, Derek, that <laughs> was a little rough. That was a little hey, bit look, much, look. man.
1: Put
2: me in a closet. You know what
3: I
1: mean? you know what, what, what people don't know is we've, we've been talking about, you know, first of all, kudos to uh, Joe Krause, uh, yep. who's the CEO of the Jacob Media YouTube Network. Um, and, you know, he came to me with this idea before Christmas. And I said, man, uh, wow, to work with, with two guys that I've known for years, I have the utmost respect for. But then the other side of me took over and I said to myself, D-Gun, because, you know, when I talk to myself, that's how I refer to myself, D D-Gun. So I said to myself, D-Gun. Third
3: person. That's like yeah, the fifth person you talk to. I,
1: I, I said, D-Gun, <laughs> could you really stomach working with Barrett three hours a day, five days a week? Rob, Rob's kind of like, Rob's kind of like Switzerland. He's always that neutral guy, right? But Barrett, Barrett is a, a, Rob, Barrett is a family antagonist to me, man. I hear you. You know, and so it was a struggle, man. It was the, it was the good angel and the bad angel. It was a, it was a fight, man. You know, and, you know, we, December, we started November, December. And, you know, by March, I'm thinking this show's not going to happen, you know. And lo and behold, we pulled it together. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to put aside my personal differences man? with Bear and, and I'll make this work. Wow. All I want to so, do
3: is talk sports. That's all I want to do is talk sports. And and you – and you, I mean, this, the gauntlet's already thrown down. See what now, I got to
2: deal with? Well, what look, I got he, to deal with? here's the beauty, right? So we yeah. – and first of all, we're already getting, like, unbelievable reactions from, from the comments. And we will – we'll read the best ones. And we appreciate it. Adam's checking in. Everybody's excited, man. And, and we're all excited, too. And we appreciate everybody – for being involved CFB promotional products. Everybody's jumping in there, chalking up sports. Everybody's excited. Yeah, Joey man. B. We said yeah. Joey B wants Gunner uh, barbecue tips. Okay. So <laughs> we'll see Stay what Stay tuned, can do. Joey. Stay tuned, yeah, Joey. Yeah. I got You're you. You're going to get that because we're not just, we're going to go out of the box. We're going to be doing a lot of sports, obviously, and we're stepping in at a really good time, but we're going to be doing everything. You name it. We're going to be doing yeah, and, and, and by the way, like I got to bring this up already. So I want to show you guys this. All right, let me get this in frame. What the heck is that? That's the nail, okay, that I had stuck in my wall to hang up one of my pictures. This is how bad I what? am. What? This looks like something like Barrett. What would you use this this size nail for? It's at kill least, zombies, what, man. That's, yeah. that's that's a zombie killing nail, man. Okay, I had what that, that for? in the wall behind me just to hang up one of my pictures. <laughs> And I, as I'm pulling it out, I'm like, "What the hell was I thinking? Sticking this into my wall, man? bro? That's like a prop. That's a prop from 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 Easter, man. You know, that's a blow dart. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a blow dart. That's used for crosses. I, I, right. Yeah,
3: that's for yeah. that, hey, that's that's exact Easter, man. He has risen. And that nail was that that was probably the nail, man. Come on, man. Yeah, you, uh, it's crazy. There's no need for that, man. There's
2: nothing in your house big enough for that to be in, bro. Yeah, I, no. I don't even know what I was thinking, but anyway, so. You know, we got all kinds of stuff to cover. All kinds of. I'm going to show you my shirt too. This is in honor of the Sixers, you know, taking on the uh, the Raptors game too. That's what Doc dunking the over Larry Bird right there from, from my guys. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. The that sports, yeah. And, so, see, and then you got it behind your shoulder. Yeah, you see, you see Doc and, and Larry Bird getting acquainted behind wow. my my stuff, uh, and Chuck Bednarik doing his thing. You know, I, I had to I had to work some of that stuff in there. So, and I like that's I like cool the, man. I like, like Udder's backdrop, too. He's got his fish up there. We need, oh, yeah. again, a lot of barbecue tips that we need, man.
1: Hey, man, let me, let, me, let me just stop. Let me stop the press for a moment. All you people yeah. out there for the barbecue, and you want. Some dude just say, I want a barbecue order. Hey, man, you understand the cost of meat right now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, here's what I tell you. Hey. If you ship me the meat, I'll grill it and ship it back to you. You might get it a day later. <laughs> now, there might be a bite or two out of one ribs, because I got to sample it before I send it How much for it? one rib? You know, I'm just yeah. saying, man. People yeah. want all these barbecue orders and stuff. Y'all gotta provide the meat, man. I I that's got miles to feed over here. Bro, I should he's just giving out free meat.
3: Now, nah, see, you see, there it is, right there, man. You get it all, man. And 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 the, all those fish right there, he got them out of the. You know, he went by one of those. uh What is it? Those, those buy like now, it now, take you it like later. That? Buy one, oh, get really? two free. Buy
1: no, one, get really? two free. You
3: got it from a swap <laughs> me. That's where
1: you got those fish from. Bro. Let me yeah. tell you something. One I caught. Let me tell you, the bass over here, nine pound bass. Caught in uh, Lake Moreno, Southern California. The one above it, two and a half pound crappie bear, as you know, which is Dang. a big for a crappie. Yeah, caught, caught, we caught like 30 of those out of Lake Arthur, which is 30 minutes north of Pittsburgh. Then on the other side here, that one at the top is a uh, 11 pound steelhead trout caught out of that's small for a steelhead, but that's the biggest one I caught. Caught it out of Crooked Creek off of Lake Erie, and then we got 11 pound walleye caught out of uh, Lake Erie in Ohio. So, I'm I, 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 11 pound walleye.
3: Bro, I, I bet it was good too, man. It's it like, was so good. One of the like best fresh freshwater fish fish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One
1: of the best. Fr- Let me tell you something, Barry. You know me. I got seventeen rods and reels in my garage. I got over hundred and sixty something lures, two
2: tackle boxes. I put in my time, bro. I buy
1: wow. nothing. Right. <laughs> I put in
2: my time.
4: That's hey, impressive.
2: my dudes. We're going to cover more more fish talk later, man. We're, we're, we are going to get into that, but think about what we have today, guys. So we got Brian Baldinger at one o'clock to nobody. Breaks the film down more than Baldy. Baldy, right. it, he's famous. like a scientist, man. He's got the finger. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna bring the finger out at one point. We'll see what's going on there. But he's gonna join us at one. He got my at, start in media, man. He got my yeah, start at NFL Films, man. It's, it's one his one them fault. Them. It's yes, his it's fault it's all yes. his fault. yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> Baldy's gonna join us at one at twelve thirty. Tom McCarthy's gonna join us. Yep. Phillies. Uh Phillies will get into it. They're in Colorado. You got Aaron Nola on the mound tonight. It was not pretty. They, their their house of horrors in Miami continues and it was ugly with the ace on the mound yesterday. So we'll talk to T Mac. Yeah, but man, man, not only that, we got we got a playoff game tonight. Game two, Sixers, Raptors. And I, I gotta tell you guys, I don't know if the Sixers can play a better game than they played in game one. That was Absolutely. an absolute right, right, thing right. of beauty.
3: You, I mean, everything everything felt right in that game. You know, it, it, I started thinking, wow, do we have a big four? Then I, then I had to bring myself back. Mm-hmm. I had to bring myself, we have, we're we supposed to have a big two. We have big one and three quarters. Yeah. Once, you know, we, we get a little bit more out of Harden. Yeah. But then when I see a game like that, when you got Maxi playing the way he played and Harris playing the way he played, right. we could almost have a big four. But yep. then I came back to reality. I had come back to reality like, yeah, I got to get up in the morning. I got to work with D gun tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got to help myself, man. That Bro, is reality.
1: What? <laughs> yeah <laughs> look here's the way i see it when you look at the better teams out there um you, you look at i'm gonna start with the west look at golden state and phoenix come to mind they have steph curry you know and phoenix has the stars but they have a great supporting cast you can't just you can't just hone in on one guy because they kill you in so many different ways come back to the east boston has jason tatum but he has such a great cast man um in seven you look at the 76ers, the way they played that first game against Toronto. A team, by the way, they lost to three out of four in the regular season. And you talk about close, you know, every one of those games will decide about five, 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 and six points. Hmm. Okay. So they're games that they could go either way. Now, for the sixers to come out and do what they did, you're not going to get Tyrese Maxey scoring 38 points right. every right. night. Right. You know, right. but you got Tobias Harris stepping up. And I know a lot of people have been down on Tobias Harris, okay? You know, um, you got James Harden, they stepped up. They're going to have to do that every night because, to me, Toronto is one of the best adjustment-on-the-fly teams in the NBA. They're great at making adjustments, man. And they're they're smaller than the 76ers, but they're athletic. And Siakam, you know what? He he gives people nightmares. Him and Van Fleet give people nightmares. Now, I can't wait to see how Toronto counters Mm -hmm. in game two tonight but the Sixers have to. Sp- Anytime Joel and B can only score 19 points and you still win that game by what? 19? What was it? 130 to 111?
2: 131, still-
1: 111. Yeah. 111. You Okay. You've done your job. They have yeah. to spread the wealth. You cannot just rely on Joel to pump into 30, 35 points a game. You've got to spread the wealth. Everybody's got to come in raining, raining threes tonight because I don't feel comfortable with this team going back to Toronto if that series is 1 1.
2: No, you got, there, to- got to. You got to. You're right on. You can't fall into this false sense that you're a, of security because you smoked them in Game One, and they might be without three key players tonight. Yeah, you know, and if, that's
3: the problem right exactly. there. Right. Yep. So.
2: Barrett, you could speak to this as as a professional athlete. Sometimes you let down if you know the other team's missing key pieces, yes. and that's a danger zone. That's a trap they could be stepping into tonight.
3: Exactly. You know, and and you look at that Toronto team, man. Their tallest player is what six nine. Yeah. yeah. So they got a smaller team. You got to yes. take advantage of, of the size that you have. You got to take advantage of if they do if they don't have three players. You got to take advantage of it. You got to step on the head of the snake, man. You can't allow them to come back and think that they have a shot. Because just no. when you try to think they'll lull to sleep, they'll lull you to sleep, and then they'll come back. I've been in situations where we didn't have you know two two of our stars went out there and played, and the team. You know, I I'll give you a perfect example. NFC Championship game the year the Eagles went to the to the um Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to we were supposed to be in a Super Bowl. It was supposed to be an all-Pennsylvania Super Bowl. I was with the Steelers. I thought I was gonna be I, I, in fact I thought I was ready to go out there. I went out and bought new clothes so I can go down to Jacksonville and everything, bro. <laughs> Man, we got into that game and we heard the night before <clears throat> that like like 12 or 15 of their players had um had the flu. Had oh, the boy. flu. They were all sick. So we think, oh, we got this, man. Let me, I, when I bought new clothes and everything. Man, they spanked us. Yeah. Even with those sick players, spanked us. <laughs> so you can't just you can't get lulled to sleep. You got to come with your A game all the time. And that, that's right. a perfect right. example of how the top-tier teams do. They don't care who they're playing against. They can be playing against Little Sisters of the Poor. That's they right. still gonna go out there and play hard against them, also. That's
2: well, i right. tell you, I'll tell you what's fascinating. Nick Nurse is already trying to plant the seed. So as soon as that game ended on Saturday night, and he did it again yesterday, he's publicly talking about the foul situation, how yep. his guys had, had position, how it should have been an offensive foul on Embiid, how he threw yep. three elbows, only got called for one. Yep. He's planning the seed. He's a good coach. He's a crybaby, but he's yeah. a good coach <laughs> who will make adjustments. So that part to me is going to be fascinating. How is this game officiated? They had Van Vliet in foul trouble in two seconds on Saturday. He ends up fouling out. Boucher, total non-factor. He fouls out. How's it going to look tonight? Are the calls going to go the other way because he moaned so much? Well, they, See, that's, that's the th- big problem.
1: Th- 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 that worries me because when coaches start crying like that, referees start looking for that stuff yep. a little bit more. And yep. then all of a sudden they start calling ticky-tack fouls uh, the other way for the wrong reason. See, to try to balance it out a little bit more. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, if if Embiid's in foul trouble in the third quarter, that's not well. That's, that's not good for the Sixers, especially if it's a close game. Yep. See, it, I hate when I hate when coaches and players start, do, especially prominent players, because because I, we see it happen in sports all the time. All of a sudden, the next game, you start seeing the little things that they were getting away with before being called on them now.
3: Yeah, well, I mean that just that just that just goes to show that all right, Doc, you got a coach now. Doc Rivers has a coach he has to go out there and really, you know, show that he knows what's going on, man, because, I mean, DeAndre Jordan, he has become a factor now because yep. if they do start calling ticky-tack calls, him, um, George Niang, those guys yep. have to step yep. up. They're going to have to yep. play quality minutes for, you know, Embiid if this happens. Absolutely. So, I mean, this this just, just comes to, all right, Doc, are you this guy? I mean, are you the guy that put this team together that you can have win? I mean, I think he's on the hot seat, you know, like or not, I think he's a little hot seat, man. And all these rumors about him going to L.A. Finish your job here first. Finish here. Right, right, Make this right. happen here. You can be here for a long time with a good team.
2: This is a good team, man. Yeah, this is I, a really good team. I think, you know, here's the thing. You try and look at game one and what are your takeaways? Look, Maxi was just unreal. We'll, we'll get into him in a second. But can you expect 38 again? Probably not. But I think a Beat will shoot it better, I think – as much as Harden didn't necessarily shoot it well from two, right. I saw more of a burst. A couple times in yes. transition, he looked better. He looked well-rested, that kind of thing. I, I think you're going to you're gonna get more out of him. Look, Danny Green was terrible in that game. Yeah. You're going to yep. get more out of him. So I, I think the Sixers are in good shape. I, I don't think this is going to be easy. I think it's going to get real tough when they get back to Toronto. And I think tonight's going to be close, despite the fact that they may not have everybody there. But I took a lot of positives away from that game one. Gunnar, how about you?
1: No, I I couldn't agree with you more. And the 76ers had to come out of the gate and assert themselves and just send a message that, hey, this ain't the regular season. You know, it's over. When you talk about James Harden, I I do believe that that hamstring is still an issue with him, you know, because we haven't seen him with that burst that he had in Houston. You know, we saw sporadically, like you said, in game one against Toronto. But I still think that he's favoring that hamstring. You know what? It may even be subconscious. It may even be good. But, you know, he's probably protecting it so that he doesn't lose any significant time uh, yeah. in this particular series. There's a lot of pressure on the 76ers. A lot of people have big expectations of this team. Can you imagine uh, the, the the monsoon of criticism if Doc Rivers and the 76ers were to bow out in the first round? Yeah. I mean, you guys know this market as well as I do, Rob, even better because you're from here. Can you imagine the, what this organization would take in terms of negative connotations if they bow out? And I think that when James practices, um, he's he's practicing and to play the game a certain way so that he doesn't mm-hmm. aggravate that hamstring any longer. Because as you guys know, whether it's a hamstring or sprained ankle, Barrett, you play, you know, at the highest level possible in the NFL for twelve years. Um, those are the type of injuries they feel good one day. All of a sudden you step the wrong way the next day, whether it's in practice or a game, and you sit out two to three weeks. And that it's could weekend. be costly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, no, listen, no doubt. And here's the thing, Gunnar, to your point. When you go through the process, when you go through those years of losing to build to this point where you're ready to win a title, if yep. this thing doesn't get beyond a first or second round, and they haven't gotten beyond the second round, you know, it really, and it beats time. Right. You're going to look back as a fan and say, I went through all of that, all of that losing for this? Yep. For what? That's the way. And you make a trade for hard. You make a blockbuster trade like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. This team has a lot of pressure on it to go real deep. This, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but this isn't about Toronto, man. This is about getting to an NBA final, at least advancing this thing to where it was. And especially, think about the way last year ended. You lose to a Hawks team that really wasn't special, that you were yeah. up 26, that you fell apart in certain games. There's exactly. a lot riding on this, man. Exactly.
3: A lot. Last year was the year. Last year they had, you know, they should have made it past them. There's no way that Hawks team should have won, you know. And like it or not, I think Denny Green, if he was playing during that time, defense would have been a little better. But yeah. you had the perfect scenario with a team that just got hot at the end of the year. The Hawks got hot right. at the end of the year. Right. They even, right. you know, they even took it to the Nets. You know, what I'm saying they they would they should have beat the Nets. But you got to take advantage of all those situations, you know. And and at this point, this. 76ers team is a lot better than they played the last two weeks yes. of this season. Yep. They no. were way, they were way better than what they played. And looking at it, I need Harden if if, if anything, if I need Harden to put him at the two instead of the one. Yeah. And then put Maxi at the one. He can keep the pace of the game going faster. And then Harden, just, just shoot, man. I, I don't need 12 assists. Give me 30. I'll mm-hmm. take 30 instead of 12 assists, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's one thing we have to keep in mind fellas is that 76ers are one of the worst teams in the league in terms of holding double digit leads in the second half, you know, and, and you got to keep that in mind because when Toronto closed the gap in game one, I'm thinking, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they put, you know, they put the pedal to the metal and, 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 and put distance between themselves. But that scares me also that this 76ers team, for whatever reason, um, hasn't been able to put away a lot of teams when they built big leads in the second half of games. Um, they've let teams come back and in a lot of cases overcome them and win games that the Sixers should have won. If you think about if they had won six, seven more games, maybe they might be the number one seed instead of a number four seat uh, in the playoffs right now. Yeah.
2: Keep that's in right. mind too the history of Doc Rivers, Boston aside of of falling apart, having three, one leads, having big leads in series. He's got right, a history right. of that. So that's something else. They're going to have to look to a race. We're going to get a lot more yeah. into the Sixers. That's sure. Right. Hey, by the way, if you're, if you're catching us, you're watching us on the stream, you're listening to us, pound that like button. All right. Pound that bad boy. And we appreciate it. I- I'm getting a crazy amount of comments so far. <laughs> Joey B says, Robbie strikes me as a soccer dad or a lacrosse.
3: Guilty.
2: Yes. I resemble that remark. Yes, I am. But no, a lot of people jumping on me. I see my man, Brad, nice work. Everybody enjoying the show, but yeah, tell your friends, tell your friends, Let's get this thing going. It's interactive. We're not taking phone calls, but we see your comments. Believe me, we appreciate it, and we will read some of the best ones. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to talk to Tom McCarthy coming up in a couple minutes, bottom of the hour, top of the hour at 1 o'clock, Brian Baldinger. But I do want to talk about the draft too, guys. Like I said, we'll get it back to the Sixers. But we're 10 days out. This thing's real now. It's yes. not like we're months – it's months in, you know, in, in, in looking forward here. This thing's getting real. They've already made one deal to get rid of one of the first-rounders. I'm not surprised one bit. I didn't think they were going to draft three first-rounders anyway. But I I want to start with you on this one, uh, Barrett. You're looking at where they are right now. I still sense how he's itching to be super aggressive, whether that's up, down, whatever, or maybe one of these wideouts that are unhappy out there. There's three wideouts of big names, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin, who don't like their deals and maybe looking to get out. What's your sense of what's of where we are right now, 10 days out from the draft and what they may end up doing?
3: Oh, uh, see. I, I wish I was the GM because, I mean, I would go out and get one of those um, one of those dis- disenfranchised wide receivers out there that don't want to be with the franchise. They, yep. they no longer want the deal that they have. And to put a Debo Samuels in this office will take it to another level because we already run the ball well. And just him being a weapon that a defense has to account for mm-hmm. puts him in a better position to go out there and run the offense that they truly want to run. And, it, and and that's running the ball, having consistently doing that. But, I mean, it just makes a better it, – it, it makes a better offense for the Eagles then because now Jalen doesn't have to be as accurate. You know, right. he, he you know with, with, with running the ball like that, you can go over the top with play action, give him more time to throw it. It's a solid protection when you run play action. And you can push the ball down the field because he has guys that can go down the field. Smith can go down the field. Those are the type of receivers that you want to go out there and they'll be running, they'll be running wide open because you have to keep that defender in the box to stop them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, looking at the draft, if they don't get one of those guys and we're getting, like you said, 10 days away, there's nobody else out in free agency you go to. So you have to draft likely a wide receiver, somebody else in that explosiveness in that locker room, especially in a wide receiver position. But you also got to look at an edge rusher or a pass rusher whether it's going to be an interior guy because Fletch may not be here next year. He's on a one-year deal. Um, or, you know, you got to you got to go out there and you either a safety or a corner. That secondary needs help. And I'm thinking corner more so than safety. A guy like Booth. There you go. An aggressive corner that can go out and play man-to-man. Sauce Gardner,
2: like, man. I like the sauce, man. There you you go. got to
3: jump up to get sauce. I do six it. Six-foot-three. 200 pounds, six-foot-three. Love- he reminds me of Snoop. From uh yeah. um, Snoop used to be in uh in um Washington. In Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of him. Really good corner, man. He can come in and be a difference maker. Now you look at a guy like Slay. Slay becomes the number two guy mm-hmm. with a guy like that. Now you now you cook with high grease. You could be more aggressive because you have the guys that go out there and do it. What's your sense,
1: Gunner? So, I I'm I'm I don't know if Howie is is going to pursue. Any of these big name receivers out there, when you look at the money that has flown around in free agency Woo. to receivers this offseason, it's been ridiculous. Now, the good thing is the, the first few days of free agency, the frenzy is subsided. So now when you start looking at guys, the numbers start coming down a little bit. But I, I think it would be in Howie's best interest. If you could get a McLaurin or a Debo Samuel on a dirt sheet, yeah, but you're not going to get them but they're cheap because you got to give up a lot to get one of those guys back yep. in here.
2: And you got to pay them. You
1: got to pay him. You well, how pay was, him but, you done. know,
3: how many guys are going to come in on these one year proof it deals? How he's been getting away with the past couple of years. How many guys are you going to have to um, come to the door like that?
1: I think, uh, you know what, Barrett, that's a good question, but I think it's determined by how long they're sitting out there because they want to stay relevant, you know. Now, uh, when you talk about some of the bigger names that are still out there, obviously somebody's going to grab them eventually. Somebody may get the itch and try to make a move eventually uh, and, and come in here on a prove-it deal. Howie's been great at getting guys to come in here on one-year deals, uh, prove-it type deals in recent past. Mm-hmm.
3: And he, um, try, he signs them to the big-year conference that, though.
1: Absolutely. And if he wants them bad enough, he'll sign them next year. Now, they have more cap space next year to play with as well. I just think that as of right now, um, they're not going to go out and get anything more than uh, the guy they brought in from indianapolis pascal i don't think they're going to get anything more than that and that's not a knock against him because he can be a serviceable receiver my bigger question is and we're going to be talking about this for a long time is jalen hurts the right guy to get to just di- distribute the ball
5: now, is he the right thought.
1: guy to distribute the ball okay we're right. going to
2: get into that. We're going to dive right. into that with Baldy, and, and the three of us are going to dive into that real hard, not just today, but forever. <laughs> Still, yeah, I, know. I know. Throughout the season, I we're know, man. We are going to get into that. That's for sure. All right, so here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to get a quick timeout. You guys catch your breath. Everybody catch your breath. Quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to turn our sights to the Phillies because we've got Tom McCarthy coming up from Colorado, Phillies playing the Rockies. Not exactly the start I think we all anticipated. So we're going to right. get a quick timeout. We'll talk to Brian Baldinger at 1 o'clock. We got a lot of room to cover for sure. And T-Mac will uh, join us. I can't wait to talk to T-Mac, not only about the Phillies, but the NFL, college hoops, the man does it all. So we'll talk to T-Mac in a minute. But first, I do want to tell everybody about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. Okay. That, that my man, Mike McIntyre, is the CEO. And I don't know about you guys, but a couple of years back, my parents had some water damage in their basement, man. And they're, they're older. They were older folks at the time. You know, rest in peace to, to both of them. But you know, they they couldn't clean up this mess, man. They had a finished basement. The carpet was soaked. It was a disaster. We got one of those nasty rainstorms, man. I called up uh, Pro Action Restoration, and they were out there really, really quickly. And you can reach them at 610-623-3760 at proactionrestoration.com. They, they do water damage. They do fire damage. They do mold remediation. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. But, again, ProActionRestoration.com, 610-623-3760. They came out. Not only did they get all the water out of the basement, they dried everything out for my parents. My parents didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to worry Mm -hmm. about it. And everything was cleaned up. There was no mold, no damage to anything because they do that kind of work. So I'm telling you, man, we get some of these crazy storms that we get now, man. They're the people you want to uh, get in touch with. ProAction Restoration, Mike McIntyre and her crew, Second to none. So get out there. Check it out. I'm sure Gunner Barrett, you guys have dealt with this kind of stuff with having oh, yeah. homes in the past. And it's not something you want to be dealing with, man. Trust me. Call the pros. Pro Action Restoration. All right. Quick timeout. Sports Take with Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis Returns with the T-Mac himself, Tom McCarthy.
0: Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right,
6: did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really?
7: <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to writer, go to fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again?
8: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MesaLaw.com. Mesa Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
5: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim i didn't think she was gonna make it major perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence
4: if you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for you will get lost in the wilderness
5: badly injured Call the fritz and Cooley law firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we got this
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
2: All right, welcome back in everybody. sports take Jacob Media, YouTube network, Rob Ellis, D gun B Brooks, and joining us right now from Colorado, the man himself uh, who does an unbelievable job, not only calling Phillies games for NBC sports, Philadelphia, but also NCAA hoops. He killed it during this NCAA tournament run and the NFL on CBS and Westwood one Tom McCarthy team back. How you doing?
10: guys i'm doing great thanks for having me nice nice
2: work on the painting that you did real quick for the show right i I appreciate that
10: so so my room here in denver is beautiful but there's no like natural light there's only (laughs) one window and it's really small i I was walking around for about 20 minutes saying "Nah, i can't do the shot there Nah, i can't do the shot there." (laughs) and then all of a sudden i was like well, this might work. I mean, I don't know. And then I'm—I had no idea until I popped up. And while you guys were talking, I'm like, "Man, that's pretty good. That's a really nice painting behind me." <laughs> you you, you commi- Tom. You commissioned that thing in about 15 minutes. Congratulations! Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I just the colors and just splashed it up against the wall and see, see what happened That's right.
2: Well, Tom, I, I do want to touch on some of the other sports that you do in, in a second. But We do want to start with the fills, and and there was there was certainly once we got out of the lockout and. They made the move with Schwarber and Cassianos. The expectation was high. And you don't want to get nuts. It's 10 games of 162. But four and six is not exactly what we thought. If you could put your finger on one reason why it's been a slow start, what would you say it would be?
10: You know, I actually think, guys, it's the pitching. I know that sounds really strange. But the starting pitching (laughs) – and I thought they'd be a little delayed. I really did. I thought the starting Mm -hmm. pitching would be really delayed. But but it's – I mean, they're not going deep at all, Um, and and they're giving up a lot of runs. So, to me, yeah, they're not scoring runs. They're averaging four and a half runs per game. That's got to be better. But they're allowing just way too many runs. I mean, the the starter's ERA and the bullpen ERA is really high. Um, So, that has to be rectified, I think. You know, we're playing the the Rockies this week. Our ERA against the Rockies out of the bullpen last year was eight. So, that's got to be better. So, yes, the offense – the offense is definitely definitely needs to figure some things out. Schwarber's got to hit. Harper's starting to churn a little bit. They got to figure out the leadoff spot. But I, I'm I'm a little concerned right now about the starting staff. Not overly, but you know, Noah starts today, and I'm hoping that he he puts together a solid outing today.
2: Well, you, let, let's stay on that for a minute, Tom, because. Really, and this dates back to not just this year, but but last year as well with Aaron Nola, where it's just been a struggle. And he hasn't resembled the guy that for a while was an ace of this team, really, until Zach Wheeler got here. It, again, I guess I'll ask you to, to just kind of pinpoint, if you can, the reason why he hasn't been nearly as effective that, that he was earlier in his career. Because,
10: mm-hmm. you know,
2: we're getting beyond hey, a couple bad starts. I mean, this is yeah. a lot of mediocrity from him.
10: Yeah, so, so I, I think a lot of it is, and this is just from talking to Larry Anderson and Chad Durbin and, and guys like that that have an idea, predictability um, in hitter, hitters counts, knowing what pitch is coming, which has led to just too many home runs and, and and really key home runs. So two strikes, put away pitches, that's where Aaron used to be at his best. And he has been he has been good at times, but not necessarily enough. So he's given up way too many two-strike hits, two strike home runs have been through the roof. I think it's 16 now in the last two years. And that's just too high of a number. Uh, and I think, I mean, he realizes it. I, I really thought watching him in spring training, and I know it's spring training, but just watching the body language, the way the ball was coming out, I was like, okay, he's figured some things out. Uh, but I think the last outing showed you that it's not it's not a finished product at this mm-hmm. point, whatever he's fine tuning. So he's got to figure out the two strike hits because it's becoming too predictable uh, in spots that hitters are taking advantage of,
3: he doesn't have he doesn't have the right stuff. I mean, because I, I was watching a game the other day, and he, um, you know, even his changeup, you know, like ninety four miles an hour. I mean, I thought that's it's way better than I've seen him from the past. I mean, what's really going on?
10: Yeah, see, see, Barrett, I, I think that he has the stuff. His out pitch is the curveball. It's always been the curveball, but I think that it's because it it has been a little too predictable at times, and it's been too loopy when it comes in. So instead of it being over the top, it's been sort of to the side. So it's kind of slurving into the strike zone. Um, I do still have very, I I still have incredibly high confidence in him because, uh, you know, I've known him for a long time. I've known him since he was in the minor leagues. He works his tail off. Uh, But I just think it's just fine tuning some things and trying to get back to being able to throw pitches like his first outing first six innings. That was brilliant. And that's the Aaron Nola that I thought we would see this year. And I still think we will. But I think I think tonight's an important start for him.
1: Hey, T-Mac, while we're on the subject of the pitching staff, and, and again, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and, and, and you know, the sky's not falling because we're still in yeah. April. But Zach Wheeler, you know, another mm-hmm. big big arm this team is counting on. When I watch it, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but when I'm watching him, I'm looking at the ball placement, velocity or lack thereof. Um, Are are you surprised with the start he's gotten off to at this point?
10: You know, Gunnar, I'm not only because I didn't think he had a high enough workload in spring training. And and I know that, you know, people are probably tired of all of us talking about a shortened spring training. But for him in particular, he's a power pitcher. And and I kind of look at Sir Anthony Dominguez in the same vein as an example. So Sir Anthony's first couple of outings, 94, 95, his last his last outing. 97. So it's the same Mm -hmm. sort of concept of building up arm strength to me when you're a power pitcher you have you have to build up arm strength in order to get to 97 98 the biggest thing yesterday 94 95 that's not Zach Wheeler so that if there's a concern about him it was that I do think he's healthy so I think that those numbers will tick up and and I know you know I'm sounding very Pollyanna here but I'm not worried about him I'm really not and I just think it's going, to take a, it's going to take a couple of starts for his fastball because we saw it the other day. His fastball was 96-97. That's still lower, but that it, it, tickled, it, it, it trickled down this time, and I just think that it's arm strength. It's building up the arm mm-hmm. strength. He had a shoulder issue. He, he didn't throw any games in spring training. He threw simulated games. So to me, I'm not worried about him, but I just think it's going to take a little extra time for him to build up his arm strength.
2: Tom let's jump to the bats for a minute I, I think Joe Girardi's in a, in a tough spot at third base with Alec Bohm. and mm-hmm. you know we all know he's not the greatest fielder in the world nobody's going to com- confuse him for Mike Schmidt um, but at least early on in the opportunity he's gotten this year he's hit the ball okay
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I know there's a DH but with the, he's going to be DHing you're looking at either Schwarber or Castellanos likely sitting what do you do with the Bohm situation because this is a team right now that needs somebody who's hitting. He's hitting, but he hasn't played much.
10: Yeah, you know, Rob, I think he's going to play third tonight. I don't know that for a fact, but I just get the sense that he's going to play third tonight. Um, he's not hes not a very good defender, as we all know, and, and he's working hard to try to get better at that. Um, but I think that you put the nail on the, on the head. He, he is hitting, but you'd rather have Schwarber or Castellanos out there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than Alec Boehm, even, even offensively. I actually think that Joe has picked his spots for him to have success offensively. So in doing that, it's, it's given him a little bit more confidence. Boom, that is. Um, I still think that he is at times a liability at third, and you have to be careful of which pitcher is out there to put him there. So Ranger Suarez pitched on Saturday. I didn't think there was any shot he was going to play third base because that was the issue the last time. So I think Joe's making some very difficult decisions that probably don't seem to sit pop- from a popular standpoint uh, in the in city of Philadelphia right now because Boehm is, was 7 for 10. But I still think if you really look at it, he's managed that 7 for 10. There's been matchups that have benefited Alec. Now, his confidence is gaining, uh, but I do think he'll probably be out there tonight. This will be a good test because you've got a kid in Chad Cool, a local product, he's got a good slider, And he's got a really good sinker that he's using. So that's going to be a good test for Alec if indeed he is out there. But defensively, Camargo's way better at third base. Mm -hmm. And he was hitting also. It's just that he wasn't hitting 700. He was hitting 300. Um, But I have a feeling that he'll be out there tonight.
1: I I tell you what, T-Mac, when Bohm dropped that F-bomb, man, I'm thinking, oh, (laughs) snap. His career is over in Philly. That's it. But I was shocked at how people embraced him.
10: Well, I mean, Gutter, you know this as well as yep. I do. I mean, the the fact that he stepped up and took it like yep. a you know, and took it like a man, um, and, and and really really answered the question the proper way. I, I'm still amazed that somebody picked that up. I mean, I, I didn't see it and it was on our telecast. I mean, how
0: did somebody <laughs>
10: even, You can't get away with anything now, Tom? How did somebody anything. how did somebody even say, Yeah, I'm gonna go back and see what Alec Ball may have said after that play? I'm like, why would you even think that there would be anything said? Right. Uh, you know, that's why people, we make fun of, you know, this with the mm-hmm. glove and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Look, I don't think anyone's going to make fun of that anymore. I think, right. <laughs> on out. You, know, yep. uh, yeah. you know, Kyrie yesterday couldn't hide what he did. He tried to. Uh, with a glove, you can at least hide that a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, I was a little worried about that too, Gunnar. Uh, but I do think that he stepped up and approached yeah. it the right way at the end. I, I thought. I thought the veterans in the clubhouse did a really good job. I thought the PR staff did an excellent job because I know that they sort of managed that through. And I think Joe did, too, because I think Joe told him, hey, you, you got to face the music on this you one. Got and he to. did. You he, got he to gotta face the music on that one. Well, no let me question. ask you a
3: question. How is Joe handling this D8 situation now that, you know, um, I mean, it, it should be helping, you know, helping the Phillies out a lot,
10: you know. Yeah. I think he you know what he's doing is that you're seeing now Harper's bat in second at least he was yesterday he may do it again today um, because now he's like well there's no pitcher so Harper's gonna have a chance to drive in some runs if the number nine hitter is a position player so that's where he's gonna tinker it I think it's a challenge for him because Castellanos Castellanos wants to play the field Schwarber wants to play the field and obviously Harper wants to play every day because he wants to be engaged so Joe is going to have a challenge, but I don't think it's a bad one, Barrett. I think it's just one of those coaching decisions that he's going to have to manage and massage. Harper having success, success yesterday as the DH will help convince Harper that, yeah, I can handle being a DH every once in a while and get him off his feet a little bit. They talk about that a lot. Um, but Harper wants to be in there all the time. Schwarber wants to play, and so does Castellanos. But I think Castellanos understood when he signed here that he'd probably DH four days a week you know, and maybe play the outfield once or twice a week. So I think that that's made it a little easier.
2: Hey, Tom, you, 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 I mentioned this in the intro, you do a great job of jumping around from sport to sport to sport. I know it gets a little crazy for you, especially during spring training when you're doing NCAA games and, you know, et cetera, which sport is the most difficult to prep for? Baseball, football, hoops—anything else you've done in your career?
10: Well, football is to me on TV is the the the, the biggest animal that I deal with, uh, and I love it because mm-hmm. it starts when I find out what my game is. Let's say a week before, two weeks before. Yep. <laughs> um, it starts maybe Monday morning, maybe Sunday night. Just putting my chart together, and even though my basketball chart is automated now, the way we have it set up, Kevin, friends, and our former partner and. <laughs> Phillies infielder is a is an Excel savant, so he's come up with this program uh, for all of us to use, and it's ba- basically based on my basketball book and my baseball book. And I press the button, stats are in. Like I'm already I've already had all the stats in for tonight's game, and it's 10:45 local time here in Colorado. Uh, but football, I still write it all out because I I, I, can't, I I'll admit to you that the only way for me to remember all the names and numbers is to write it out. And right, right, that to right. me is the hardest thing. So, you know, charts done by Monday meetings or, or films start Monday night, Tuesday stories start to be popped into my chart on Tuesday and Tuesday night. Wednesday is my first sort of production meeting with my, my producer. And then Thursday, you know, it's travel day, all the storylines get together. And then it's all day meetings, Friday, all day meetings Saturday, and then the game. So, you know, that first beer goes down in about 10 seconds after an NFL game on TV. <laughs> because, man, because, because, and it's, it's such a joy to do. I mean, I, I love doing it because it's, there's so much to it. You know, you guys know we rely on so many other folks' talents to be successful. Yeah. And I always say that in Philadelphia, I'm so fortunate because when I do a home game, yeah, for the Phillies I mean our camera guys and the people in the production cavity are just mm-hmm. unbelievable like I, I can't you can't compare them to anybody else they're so good um, that's how I feel about doing a football game and those the talents that those guys have and gals have it's just incredible and you kind of rely on that but that's that to me is awesome when you're done with a game like that
3: team yeah. is tough man doing college football man mm-hmm. because you you learn oh. 90
10: 92 guys, I mean 90 guys Amen. every single week man you know, and my chart, my chart's a good size. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm taping other yeah. things and I'm like, what am I doing? I, you know, there's two different numbers and yeah, right. but it's pretty exhilarating though, when it's all done. Yeah.
2: Uh, Tom, listen, man, we appreciate it. We know you got a little beat from the, uh, from the flight from Miami. Uh, we're looking forward to the call tonight, NBC sports, Philadelphia, oh. you get the Phillies and of course the, uh, the Rockies. see if they get back on track, big game for Aaron Nola. I know it's early in the yep. season, but you want to see him, start to resemble that guy that we've grown accustomed to. That's for sure. But, Tom, always – hey, you're our first guest, man. I was going to yeah, say, good, good he's legendary. history. He's this
1: made history. Come, Come on, on Tom.
2: Take.
10: This hey. this picture's going to go down in infamy. I may take it and bring it back. <laughs> we, it. we need it's it. I'll put surprise. it in the backdrop, Tom. One of us, maybe Barrett will do that.
1: Hey, T-Mac is our first guest, and you're part of history. We're going to send you gifts. It's coming out of Barry Brooks' paycheck. But yes. We're going to <laughs> correct. send you gifts. That's correct. Uh, nice. you know, so, nice. so, so, so I'm looking gonna... in the mail. i got to ask T-Mac one thing before you go because, yeah. you know, I love listening to you. I don't care what you call You can call a Little League game and D-Gun's going to listen. But in all your travels, what's your favorite? what's your favorite stadium and what's your favorite city to travel to?
10: Francisco, the Giants Stadium is my favorite, my favorite baseball stadium, and you know we were talking about this on the plane last night, just because of uh, the vantage point. I love the the whole setup, everything about it. I love Seattle for football. Uh, yeah. I just think that that has such tremendous energy to it, and I also like the city from a restaurant standpoint. Um, but I, I, this is probably going to surprise a lot of you guys, but you know my favorite city to call an NFL game from is Indianapolis. Um, really. really? It's a great yeah, stadium. stadium, PR staff. Matt Conti is a local guy. He's from the Philadelphia area. He's great to work with. Um, I did a lot of Andrew Lux games when I was younger. So that's where I kind of got, you know, sort of acclimated to the NFL scene. Uh, I don't know. I just enjoy being there.
2: Very cool. I would not have guessed Indianapolis.
10: Yeah. That's yeah. I tell people that all the time. They're like. All right. Right. You
1: know, you know, the thing I love most about this stadium, T-Mac, is you walk the concourse, they got the racing car sitting up there in the concourse. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You get to look which at real racing cars. In,
10: which we can't fit in. I know, yeah, man. <laughs> Sideways like this, maybe,
2: but yeah. that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Tom, listen, looking forward to the call, and, and really appreciate you hopping on for a couple minutes. With appreciate us, uh, you, man. For our first Thank show. you, T. Thank you very Whatever much. day,
10: guys. All
2: right. That was T-Mac. What a great dude, man. And yeah, versatility. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, if you, I don't know if, if you guys have had the chance to listen to him either call games on cbs or westwood you know whatever doing football games man he is sharp and he does an yeah, unbelievable yeah. job he called uh on, on uh during the ncaa tournament he called uh the the uh st peters one, one of their wins yep. yeah yeah it was perfect because their nicknames the peacocks and he just made his <laughs> final call man when they advanced to the uh the elite eight was just unreal so tommy does a great job Last, you,
1: can you imagine when he calls and places a food order, you know, with that voice, right. man, <laughs> come on, man. Who
2: is this? Really?
4: Forget it. Forget right. it. Forget <laughs> it.
2: Yeah. So I, I got, I got to share this with you guys. So I was and gunner knows this cause I was in correspondence with him the entire time. So I, I did this insane road trip last week, uh, rolled out Tuesday and came back Saturday. I got home about three o'clock Saturday. So we, we took my daughter on a college tour. We went from PA all the way to South Carolina, and we visited eight colleges in sports. What? Points. Wow. Yeah. Tuesday, we did Virginia, Virginia Tech. Wednesday, we did High Point and North Carolina. Thursday, we did Clemson and South Carolina. Friday, or well, no, th- I'm sorry, Thursday. Yeah, Friday, sorry. Friday, we did... College of Charleston and coastal Carolina and then got up at five a.m. and drove back Saturday, man. It was uh I mean the campuses are ridiculous, but it was a it was a grind, man. It was right. a grind. You got me feeling bad so, so, now. So so what was your
1: what was your favorite campus, Ralph? Not your kids, <sighs> but your favorite campus.
2: The most insane campus I've ever seen is High Point. And I wasn't even familiar with High okay. Point University, okay? Okay. It is a resort. It, every building is brand new. Every – I got to be careful how I say this. Um, the co-eds were attractive, uh, if you don't know. <laughs> Yo, man, you can't. Yeah, uh, you too old to be saying that, bro. You can't be saying that. Just saying, uh, as, as an old creepy dad. Uh, but no, oh, he, he, oh, oh. The no, but the, the buildings are all brand new. There's like a Chick fil A, there's a barber, there's a, there's a, you know, get a massage. It was like, never, there was never any of that stuff when we you, went to school. I would have <laughs> failed out in two seconds. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I would have lasted a week on one of these campuses. Like, they were all insane. I'm telling you, they were all unbelievable. But that's crazy. That man. was the the coolest one. I, I think, in terms of like, I thought College of Charleston's in a really cool little town in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Um, South Carolina was really cool and I, Clemson, you know, and we uh, don't tell anybody, we snuck into the football field and kind of got on, yeah, you know, which was pretty cool. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty awesome, man. But I got to tell you, so I made great time. We got up at 5 a.m. Saturday and I cranked through South Carolina and North Carolina. I got to about Richmond, Virginia, and it was like, it, I mean, it was, and Delaware, your home state Gunner, line, yeah. was parking. a parking lot, dude. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, you know what? Once you get by 95, right by the mall, that Christiana Mall there, that's yeah. where you get that backup because people are going across 295 trying to get across that Delaware Memorial Bridge. Dude, I don't care what day of the week it is. I avoid that like the plague, man, because <laughs> it's it just sits. The traffic just sits. It's bad. You know? And I'm like and – then, and then starting Memorial Day weekend all the way through Labor Day weekend,
4: mm-hmm.
1: it magnifies even more because you got all the vacationers back and forth now going to Jersey and in upper up, upper state Jersey and parts of New York yep. who come down here now. You know, why don't you people in, in upper Jersey and New York stay in your own state, man. Don't come down to the beaches here, man. <laughs> we, used to, <laughs> we used to have elbow room down to the beaches in Delaware. Man, now you got to sit like this with your family under an umbrella this big, man. That's the only space you got that, left, dude.
3: That's a, that's the worst thing about living where I live because when I when I went to my our former job, your, for, your former job where I still work at, when yep. you're going, it, it bottlenecks right there because you're going over the 42. Yes. Everybody's going yes. towards the shore, and I got to get through there and turn to get up on 295, bro. It's the worst, man. Like, from
2: Thursday on, it's the worst place to be,
3: man. The it worst is place crazy.
2: Well, all right. So, like, so people who may be I, I'm sure you know, people who are tuning in have some familiarity with our background, but for for people who may not know, I'll, I'll look. I'll start. So, born and bred here in Philly. Uh, worked at Comcast Sportsnet, then NBC Sports Philadelphia for 17 years uh, in two, two parts. Uh, WIP, still hosted WIP as well. 97.5, host there as well. Uh, ESPN was my first gig. And I was fortunate enough to work with both of these two gentlemen, Derek, for, for a long time at Comcast that. and then Barrett, when he came on a little bit later, we did the show Breakfast on Broad together. But So that's just a little something on, on me, but uh, you guys mm-hmm. want to jump in real quick? Derek, go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, I've been doing this over four decades, man. I, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I've lived in San Diego, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and, and now here. Um, I was there at, at Comcast NBC for 23 years, had a great time there, you know, and, uh, thanks to COVID things changed, but that's cool though, because since then I've been working for CBS channel three, 97.5, I've done, I do shows for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I've been able to branch out and do a lot more things now. I've been blessed to, to work with the Jacob media YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, people who know me know, I love to do two things outside of my family, which, which is first and foremost the most important thing for me now. And I got three grandkids, a fourth one coming in September. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the grill and I love the fish. And I'm looking at some of the comments. I've had five or six comments, people asking, is that a rainbow trout? For those of you who are late arriving, let me go through it again. On the wall, I have four fish that I've caught over the last 20 years. One is a largemouth bass, one is a crappie, one is a steelhead trout, and one is a walleye. So yeah. no, rainbow trout. I've I, 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 never rainbow trout fish, probably won't. I don't know why. I just don't rainbow trout fish. Is that my why you didn't go ago. the last time? I went with your son, what? but you didn't. You you, you opted out. You oh, got, he stiffed you? He yeah, didn't oh, go? Yeah, well, well, yeah. No. <laughs> That's not cool, that, yeah. man. What is well, that? See, I, was, I was going, but my wife said, you know, hey, you promised to do the work around the house. I said, oh, well, can I do it tomorrow? Well, you've been putting it off for a month. Uh, so you know, D Gun got to stay home and do what D Gun had to do. So I couldn't so, go be brook. So
3: I so I you took know. his I took his son and his son's uh boss. Okay. Trout fishing. I went trout yeah. fishing with him.
2: Yeah. Have we a do? time though? All right, you get you, you get, get in,
3: in, get any yeah, yeah, I caught about right. three or four. Caught about right. three or four. He uh, yeah.
1: lying. He bought him bought him from the <laughs> shop down the road. He lying. He <laughs> ain't catching nothing, man. He lying. Speak, uh, and, and speak, speaking of which, Rob, you know, this dude here, he's been trying to get me to go out on the ocean fishing with him. For years now, he has a nice boat out on yeah. the ocean, right? Uh, the the boat you guys are coming. You know, I am not getting in the boat with Rob Bell. I've been, when's the last time you fished, Rob? I'm, I'm a, a lover. land lover, Gunner. <laughs> i land. Yeah, no, he ain't yeah. in the boat. I belong exactly. on land. Exactly. Look, Look, I
2: know my limitations. Look. I'm a land dude. I'll be I'll be like at the dock, like go, go, Gunner, no, go, man. Man. And I'll you go guys, to the bar, go. and then I'll meet you guys when you get back, and we'll celebrate. How about See, that?
1: every time Rob casts I'm not going to be doing this looking for where the hook is, man. Dude,
2: I'm not, I'm, I'll bring one of these with us.
5: Well, <laughs> I don't know what but that's hey, going
1: to do. Hey, but look, but bear's been trying to get me to go out for years on a boat with him out in the ocean. You got to go. Know? You got to go.
5: And I thing. told
1: him, because I've watched the movie Jaws and the and Meg- Megadon too many times, I'm not going out farther than five miles. I got to see land. Yeah, Barry wants to go out 60, 70 miles
2: fishing for tuna I if we go on tuna. Right. We'll and go flounder. Flatter. Flounder's only 10. I, I would end, it, up, do I end up being Quint from, uh, from Jaws. I would just get <laughs> fed into one of those no, let me
1: tell you something, bro. Yeah. I ain't going out that far with Barry Brooks, and he's been trying to get back at me for a lot of pranks I've pulled on him through the years. <laughs> and man. even though he's afraid of my wife, I'm still not going to give him that opportunity to put a cement block around my feet and drop me 60,000 uh, 60, <laughs> feet in the ocean. It's not going to happen, Bro, man. It's no, I, Can't I, do it. I love both of you guys. You guys will we'll have a great
3: time. guys. All right. We'll have a great, I'll great put
2: time. my trust in Barrett. I'll See? do it. See? And, and we, right, we, we, will, it. we will document it. We will document it. Yeah. All right. Yes. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. We, we go will ahead. show the folks.
1: All right. Take, so, take, take, so take, go go you got
2: to come, too. Take your life in the hands, man. Go ahead, bro. You know. I think I think we need our birds fixed, guys. So what we're going to do is everybody catch their breath again for a second. We'll get a quick time out. We're going to step away. We come back. We're going to talk to the man himself, the travel dog himself. I love man. this guy, and, and I want to hear what what he's been doing in the off season because Baldy doesn't just go to the shore or anything. No, he no. he gets exotic with the way that he. Right, travels.
5: right, right. So right.
2: we'll get a quick time out. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Brian Baldinger about what he thinks the Eagles are going to do jalen hurts will they trade for a wide out how much action there's going to be come draft night starting on april 28th that's for sure and by the way we will be at ocean resort doing the show live that night and that day from ocean resort on draft day the 28th so quick time out we'll come back don't go anywhere man tell a friend sports take d gun b brooks
0: r ellis go for the midnight tears. go for the game go for the hits Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All
6: right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really?
7: (laughs) Yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready? All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So, go to Reddit, go to Lucca, fake a mom. Mama, Mama go up, Mama! She did it. Again,
8: you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
7: Uh huh.
5: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't
4: find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
5: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we
9: got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
2: All right, welcome back everybody sports take, Jacob Media YouTube network. And I thought, you know what, if we're going to have a, a show where we're discussing the Eagles and the draft and what's happening in the NFL, uh, who better than Brian Baldinger? He'll be joining us momentarily. But who better than Brian Baldinger to talk to uh, about the you know, NFL network, Fox Sports, Compass Media, Odyssey, just the ultimate insider, and a guy, and Barrett, you can attest to this, a guy who just lives in the film room, man, never takes a day
3: That's off. That's all he does, man. Um, I can remember I was still playing, and um, my last two years with the Steelers, um, right after the championship game, yeah, and then right after the Super Bowl, he would invite a lot of people to his house, you know, guys that wanted to get into break into the business, and sit down and break down film with him. Mm-hmm. And me and him sat down, we broke down um all the Steeler um playoff games and you know just talking about I was like man I would love to do this you know just watching the stuff breaking it down so then I retired because I was hurt went back to school uh got an NBA and I was sitting there I was actually selling synthetic turf okay and I thought you know what I want to get back into football so I called bald a baldy man I want to get back at the football, man, doing something, man, you know, everything. He said, all right, just come on up with me. So he brought me up to where he works at at NFL Films, Mm -hmm. sat me down in front of Mr. Sable. Hey, this guy wants to get into football. Um, Can you get him a job here? Mr. Sable said, yes, come back. You have to intern. I interned for a whole year serving Baldy, Sterling. Uh, 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 Jaws, all these guys, coffee, going out to Chick fil A to get Sterling Chick fil A. I mean, just all that <laughs> stuff, man. You know
1: what I mean? You never do that for me.
2: Yeah, right.
3: I just can't believe you guys just said that. Yeah, I'm serious, sure. hey, man. As, much as, I'm just, I'm just
1: saying, as much as I did for y'all. I'm just
3: saying, bro. I used to bring donuts, yeah, all that yeah. stuff.
2: Uh, he did. Barrett did. But, you know what? But I'll tell you, See? though. That, dude, hey. that says something about you that you played the game for as many years as you played, and you're still willing to put in the time to do an internship and not get paid. Yeah, but and, i was a content and, producer. And, yeah, and, and look where it led you to being stuck with Gunner and I. But but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a whole different story. So Zander, no, you know
1: what though, I don't want to break I I I don't want to break your thought around, but I I I'd yeah. have to say this because you know Baron and I, we rib each other all the time. Yeah, but I will say this, man. This is one of the most down to earth dudes you ever wanted to meet. I agree then. with you. Um, you know, for a guy who's 6'5, 330 plus pounds, he's an imposing figure, mm-hmm. but he is the most one of the most righteous down to earth dudes I've ever met. And, and I know we joke a lot, yeah. but I'm gonna give you your props this one time because I have I get more joy out of antagonizing him, me being <laughs> 5'10, 5'11, 225 pounds. You know, I know he can't swing at me on camera, so I can say <laughs> what I want to say now, you know, but, but he does you know. know
2: where you live, so just keep yeah, on. but
1: here's the thing. He's afraid of my wife, who's five three. So I'm I'm good either way. He ain't gonna mess with me. I, I'm good.
2: I'm
1: not well, messing with, with
4: either
3: either one of your wives. Okay, <laughs> let me just be real. Right, 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 right. You Look, it, your, your wife threatens me too. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, uh, she hadn't done the last two years because it's COVID. But every yeah. year leading up to that, I have to go. And Robbie's wife is a teacher, and I have to go yes. to her school. Yes. And I'm supposed to read to the kids. Yeah. But hey, B books don't read. They don't read prompted.
1: Don't read nothing, I'm supposed to read. I can, I can vouch for that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'll just tell you something about both both of these two guys were both nice enough to go out and read to to my wife's class. I love it, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I did also, yeah. To this day, man, these kids and they're they're in like you know fifth, sixth, seventh grade now because they were they were little guys at the time. They still talk about it, how much fun they had (laughs) in those days. So, yeah, I'm telling you, man, it tells you something about you guys.
1: I I, I agreed to do it on several occasions, not. Not, not just because, you know, uh, I love Rob Death, you know, and his wife is a gem. But, you know, every year I got to read Dr. Seuss books, and I still to this day, I love Dr. Seuss books, yeah, man. That, We play, play games book.
3: when I go there.
1: Look, yeah. I'm, yeah. Games. I'm reading them to my grandson now. I got the whole collection. My green eggs it. and ham and hop on pop, they're two of yeah. my favorites today, man. I just love them. And when I would do it at Rob's class, I would read certain lines and let the kids finish, and the kids loved it. And I would, <laughs> I would read, just sit there and just read a book to the kids. I would interact with the kids, yeah. you know, I do not like. And the kids would jump up, great thanks to him. Like, it's the first time they ever got to say it out loud that's in awesome. public. I that's love awesome. that stuff, man. So,
3: well, look, but, look, we play games when I come. We go yeah. back, and Rob, he makes sure he gets the most difficult Eagles questions he can find. And I go against, am I smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, and that's and we, the game we play.
2: We <laughs> know the answer. All right, <laughs> so joining us yeah, right now, without that. further ado, uh, is the man himself. Brian Baldinger Baldy welcome to the show man we really appreciate you taking a couple minutes well it's good to see- I don't know if you can see me here Rob but I see all you guys I, 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 uh, you know what I'm going to do Baldy I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure Xander gets you squared away because there's a bit of an echo and we aren't seeing you so I'm, I'm going to have Xander Krause, our producer, our, our executive, our, our EP is going to jump in and kind of get you straightened out, and make sure everything's all right audio wise. Okay, so hang one second, Baldy. We just don't want to lose everything. Uh, you know what you've been talking about, guys. But I, I do want to lead into Baldy with this because we touched on it a little bit earlier. The Eagles hit on the draft last year. If you yes, if you think did. about it, yes they did. You know when you get contribute when you have quality contributions from really you can make an argument. You're you're one through three or one through four when you think about what what what. You know, Devontae Smith gave them what Milton Williams, uh, Landon mm-hmm. Dickerson, Kenny Gainwell, Gainwell gave yep. them last year. You think about that. I, I mean, as it, much maligned and deservedly so for a lot of what Howie's done, they did hit last year. And you yep. wonder, can they carry that momentum over into this year is the big question.
1: See, it, it's been too sporadic with this organization in terms of, of building this team the way they want to build it. You know how he mm-hmm. keeps talking about we want to get younger. Every team likes to get younger every three or four years. Um, and, and we want to build this. But when you when you miss every other year, then you defeat the purpose of what you're trying to do. And as you said, Rob, he hit on it last year. He got he got deep into the draft and he got value for his draft picks last year. So I'm crossing my fingers hoping he can do it again. Because if you can build around what you already have, you talk about the Devontae Smiths. You know, Dallas Goddard still a young player. You know, Jordan Malata is still a young up-and-coming player. You know, we don't know how much longer um, the running back st- situation is going to stay the, the way it is. It could change, you know, periodically. Um, but that's okay. But if you have a core group, especially when you talk about the interior of this team, then you're building it in the right way. And in every two or three years, all of a sudden you become relevant again in terms of talking about going deep into the playoffs. But when you hit one year, miss the next year, hit one year, miss the next year, you know, you're stagnant. Okay, you, you're you lucky to get into the playoffs. You might win the division, so on and so forth. I don't – I mean, the New England Patriots claim to fame was they didn't care about draft picks. They would sell all their draft picks. They, they would get a proven player. Yeah. And it worked for them for 15 years because they had the franchise quarterback and they would take pro bowlers from other, other teams. And we saw the Rams do it yep. last year. You know, Yeah, but a lot of teams are now going to build it.
2: No, I listen. Yeah. I hear you, man. All right, we have him. We got Baldy. Baldy's ready to roll, man. So we bring him up right now. There's the
3: travel dog. There he is. Oh, there he oh. is. And, and look at him. He's at work too. He's 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 on the NFL films now.
2: Yeah, Baldy. <laughs> is that where are we? Are we in the lab right now? Or are we cultivating film breakdown? What are we doing right now? He can't hear us. uh Oh, he can't hear us. Baldy's not hearing us. So all right, we're we're seeing Baldy. We're not hearing Baldy. So. We are working out some of the kinks uh, as we speak. Baldy, give me a thumbs up if you can hear us. All right, he's not hearing us right now, so we'll we'll get that straightened out. Uh, we'll have a, But, but Gunnar, just stay on your point for a minute. I yeah. agree. There, there's yeah. been far too much inconsistency. When you look at this year, when you're sitting there with two picks as high as they are, right. and granted, they traded away right. one of them, but as high as they are right now, with some of the holes, you better be right again. Like, if, yeah. if you're not going to go crazy. Now, they made some moves, Redick, et cetera where they got better and i think right, right from, from, from the chargers but if you're not gonna get really crazy in free agency or making trades you better get this draft right man well see that's the problem because um when we won the super bowl we we
3: we're going out and we we got quality guys to, to fill in free agency yeah but that's really not how you build a team if you right. want to you you want, want long term stability yeah that that yeah. was
2: kind of lightning in a bottle to it right yeah. you know
3: the Rams yeah. did it just last year you know they got lightning in a bottle when you build through the draft, like a la Cincinnati, Kansas City, they built through the draft, and and I hate to say it, but Dallas is building through the draft. They're not to for it; they're building through the draft, and that's why they're they're staying at a love. They're pretty good yeah. now. Last year it should have been a Super Bowl year for them. They had mm-hmm. the, the roster to yep. do it. They you know they're just being coached by the wrong guy, and I love that he's staying there. You know, Amen. Staying. Yeah,
2: you know, lock like, him in, Jerry.
3: Right. Yeah, but the Eagles, the Eagles are trying to do it the right way. They are trying to draft and. And like it or not, when you're a top three, third round, you know, from first, second to third round, those guys should have an immediate impact, whether special teams starting, getting quality minutes. And they hit on that last year. The year before that, not so much,
12: mm-hmm. but
3: they've got to figure out a means of, of, of getting guys and coming and contribute. We didn't do anything in free agency, which makes me think, all right, we're gonna go into this draft and get guys that are gonna have an instant impact right now because yep. there's nobody else out there that they can go get. So I'm hoping Howie is drafting for needs because the needs that they have is a deep draft in the need. The secondary, um, the safety and corner, uh, the linebacker position, and rush in the defensive line position. And wide receiver position; those are their greatest needs. Now, you get a pick, a person from each one of those. I mean, from each or one of those two yeah. places will be okay because we have a, a major need. But after that, shoot, they got to start hitting because there's going to be quality guys in the second round, also mm-hmm. a lot of quality guys in the second and third round that'll mm-hmm. fill the needs of the you know safety, fill the needs of the linebacker. All these guys are quality, so I want to see what he is, what what's in his mind, and if he's going to listen to others. You know, during this draft process, I'm, right. I'm, I'm anxious to see Andy Waddell is something he yeah. needs, somebody he's to,
2: to. Yeah, gonna be gonna be interesting. All right, let me let me see if we have him. Uh, Brian Baldinger, can you hear us, Brian? Not not quite yet. Okay, so we're still modern working
1: technology.
2: On it. Xander's still working on it. Well, let, let me ask you guys this in terms of the draft. I, I'm not afraid of this personally, but no, do you think they look at it and they say. Whiffed on Ortega-Whiteside, whiffed on Rager, hit on Smith. But because we went second round, first round, first round, they would avoid going that direction again in the first round this year. I don't think they should. I don't know. But do you guys think they would avoid that because of that? <clears throat> I,
1: I think the only reason they, they, they may is because they have much more glaring knees on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think this draft class is still deep enough in wide receivers that they could get a good wide receiver yes. in the second or third round. But you cannot get another, I think, a white side um, on this roster. If they play their cards right, you can still get a quality pass catcher. Uh, a versatile. To, and, and you look at a lot of these receivers coming out of college now, they're not one-dimensional anymore. you got a lot of these guys mm-hmm. that can play the slot and the outside now. You know they're, they're becoming a dime a dozen, which is a good thing for teams that need pass catchers. So you can get them. I still think they need to hit the defensive side hard um, in, in that first round. Uh, you know, if they get a D tackle, look who you're grooming under. You know, mm-hmm. J- Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. You know, you get a quarterback. You're complimenting a Darius Slay who can groom, help groom you as well. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to them getting um, a, another linebacker, a, a young linebacker that they can build their defense around. You look at a lot of teams, I.E. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Every year they build a defense around their linebacking core. I have a, I have no problem with that. Um, I, I I noticed some good pass catchers in that first round. If they get one, kudos to them for add to the offensive arsenal. But I think defense is still more of a priority from my perspective. How about you, back?
3: I, I think that this is the draft in which you can you can really just throw a dart and and, and get a quality player at any position that they're wanting. And um, you look at it. There's going to be some guys like like it or not they're going to be three quarterbacks, three or four quarterbacks draft the first round way too high. This is not the draft always, the
2: always reaching. So yep. once
3: they, once they start running, they go and runs, you know? So first off, I think the defensive line, um, offensive line is going to make a run. They're going to make a run first, then the defensive line, then you're going to start getting the quarterback position. They're going to have a run. So there's going to be plenty of rushed ends and, 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 and corners that you can pick and wide receivers. Right. So, I mean this is a this is a a can't lose draft you know this is probably the easiest draft that howie will draft in um ever because there's so many good good talented players at the position you know you you can draft a position of need and also a position of the best player available and still hit when they pick at 15 and 18 you know what I'm saying you you still literally have that capability so i'm just i mean like I said, I like Andy Waddell. I, I, he comes from that Ravens coaching tree, um, drafting tree. If he can go out and, and influence Howie in the right direction, they don't go out try to be the smartest guys in the room. If somebody is the best receiver, don't get the project. Get the best damn receiver. Don't do me like you did me before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping they go out and get us on. And, and I'm saying this, and I shouldn't be saying it, but I don't want another offensive lineman in the first round. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They can do yeah. without it this year, even though I'm an offensive lineman. I can do without getting a quality starting offensive lineman this year. Let's go with a real position of need.
1: See, I agree with you, Bear. Because I was going to say it's funny you brought up the offensive line. I think even with the loss of Brand, loss of Brandon Brooks, I think um, they have enough nucleus in young offensive linemen that they can still be very effective. I mean, you yes, look at absolutely. You look at how they ran the football down people's throats in 2021 mixing and matching when people got injured and things like that and with Jeff Stoutland coaching these guys up one of the better I think offensive line coaches in the game today I still think you know how he's going to draft an offensive lineman somewhere but I don't think it's a priority in the first or second round add some more young depth that can be groomed behind your stable of offensive lineman right now so that when yep. one leaves by way of free agency another one gets hurt you know, you can pluck them off your own practice squad, whatever the case may be. They already know your system. You can plug and play. You know, go go that route. But I still think you need to get players in the first couple of rounds that can be impact players right now for you. I think you yeah. have to get at least one. Uh, if you stick with the two first-round picks now, one of those two first – it's mandatory. One of those two first-round picks is a starter for you in 2022. Yes. The yes. other one needs to be a significant contributor. And whoever you get in the second round – also mm-hmm. needs to be a significant contributor to your offense or defense, however you want to plug and play. It. Absolutely.
3: Those first three picks we have yes. should yeah. be guys can come in and contribute right now. And that's absolutely yes.
2: Yeah, and, and that's the thing too. I mean, you, you look at this, you know, the division and, and what's gone on the last couple of years, you know. Dallas, we know, has talent, but they're eminently beatable. And, and you point out, you know, Barrett with her with her coach, who I agree with. Dak's still got to prove to can win the big game, right? You look at Washington, they can't get out of their own way for a million different reasons, right? right? right, right. right. The, the Giants, they, I just they don't... Got,
3: They've got our ticking time bomb there. Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. As long as... as they're our as Trojan
2: they, horse. As long as that guy owns them, forget it. I'm
3: and, saying I mean, Wins is our Trojan horse.
2: Oh, that too. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into that. Um, but... You know, on top of that, I don't buy Daniel Jones. I've never bought Daniel Jones. No. I like Brian no. Dable as a coach, but I'm not. so my point is, if you look at this division, it, it, while Dallas is talented, I think it's still the, it's there for the taking. The question is, you get beyond that, how good can you be? Are you ready to play with the real big boys and some of the other guys that that, that are out there? You know, Green Bay, I think may take a step back. They lost some firepower, and sure. Aaron Rodgers can't be happy about that. Um, and coaching the, power, coaching power, great point. Uh, I think the division is down big time. I think the, the the South I'm talking about is down big time, big time. The West is tough. Look, yeah. but what's San Francisco? Who's the quarterback? You know, what's that going to look like? Can the Rams repeat? The last team that repeated was the Patriots, and that was forever ago. So there, there's a lot of different ways that we can go with this thing um, that, that this team could could really capitalize. That's for sure. All right, so. He, I think he's finally ready. We got him. Yeah.
12: What's up, on. fellas? Yo, What's on Bobby? The yeah. technology man. is crazy. It, it
2: is, uh, yeah, as much as we think we've advanced, we were better off just, you know, calling, getting get the old rotary phone and dialing each other up, I, I could have just driven over to your house, Rob. Been <laughs> no doubt. So I, I got to ask you, man, you're in the lab right now, I'm assuming, yeah. right? You are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, are you, uh, what film are you breaking down today? I was watching
12: Chad Muma from Wyoming. He, he reminds me of Logan Wilson who came out of Wyoming two years ago. He's almost the identical, I mean, stats, you know, and production and just his, you know, overall metrics, you know, were about the same. And Logan's, I, I did a Bengal preseason games this year. I knew he was a good player. I didn't know he'd end up with five interceptions and, you know, help lead the team to a Super Bowl. But he's, he, Logan's a good player. This kid, Chad Muma, is like he's identical to him.
2: Interesting. Well, let me ask you about because we were just touching on something you brought up, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. I'm thinking of the Rams while, while you bring it up. Not that they haven't drafted well with guys like Aaron Donald, etc. But they sort of threw conventional wisdom out the window when it comes to mm-hmm. just cultivating through the draft. And it, look, it paid off. They went for it. Who knows what happens two, three years down the line. Do you think we're going to see more teams trending that way? Or do, are people still going to say, look, man, you got to build through the draft. You got to value those draft picks.
12: No, I think we're already seeing it, you know. Uh, you know, first of all, yes, the Rams have surrendered first and second-round picks for, you know, Jared Goff or, you know, Von Miller, whoever they've traded for, Jalen Ramsey. But, you know, Nick Scott was a seventh-round pick out of Penn State. I thought he was their best safety last year. Rob Havenstein was a fourth-round pick at right tackle. He starts every game for him. I um, you go through the list of guys. Brian Allen, you know, the third-round pick at center. I mean, you just go through the list of guys that they've hit on. Mm-hmm. you know, in the middle rounds or late rounds that are starting for them or playing a significant amount. So while they have surrendered some top picks to get Jalen in, you know, to get some, you know, to get the quarterback, all that, they've hit on their other picks though. So, uh, yeah, but other teams are, are looking at it right now going, you know, let's get proven players and let's, let's build with guys that we know can play and have played at a high level.
1: Well, let hey, hey ask- Baldy, why, why do you think And this has always just boggled my mind. When you talk about how the Rams hit on players in the middle to lower rounds, you look at teams that have also had that kind of success, the teams like the Seattles, the Green Mm -hmm. Bays, the Baltimore's. What's the difference between those teams finding those diamonds in the roughs in those middle to late rounds compared to so many teams that consistently miss in those middle to late rounds?
12: Well, I think a volume of picks helps, uh, Derek. You know, like the the Ravens have four fourth round picks this year okay so you know with, with four now they've had that before and you know sometimes you know a fourth round pick basically has about a 25 percent chance mm-hmm. of becoming an nfl starter in this league so it's not the highest percentage but if you have four of them i mean maybe you can get one or two you know mm-hmm. zadarius smith was a fifth round pick you know yep. who's, i still think can lead this league in, in sacks uh he's up in minnesota now but i mean he's just a great kid and works really hard and he's gotten better and better. So, I mean, I think volume of picks helps, but you know, Seattle, obviously, you know, when you pick Bobby Wagner with the second round and you pick Russell Wilson with the third round 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. I mean, they struck gold with both those players. Actually, Robert Turbin was a fourth round pick that year and he started at running back for a while. So, uh, you know, it's just really a question of just doing your homework Mm. and, you know, sticking to your board, just sticking to it, Derek. I mean, and and you know just knowing how how to evaluate these guys and where to slot them and where to pick them i mean some teams are just better at it than other teams
3: how, how much of the work do you think the eagles have done really to to go into this season to be confident uh in hurts um and really you know evaluating the quarterback situation you know these other guys coming out this year i, I just don't see i just don't see the quality of quarterbacks that's better even than last year. And if you look at these guys this year, I don't even think they're better than the guys that are, they're not playing in the NFL right now from last year, you know, they're still on the bench. So I, I I don't know what's their evaluation of these new guys that are coming out this year. What do you think
12: it is? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty much a consensus right now, Barrett, that Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, he started 49 games at Pitt. Um, you know, he beat the university of Miami as an 18 year old freshman making his only start that year. I mean, he's got a lot of, a lot of starts under his belt. There's a lot of things that you like about him. I think he's very pro ready. I think you're going to see that in the draft too. But Malik Willis, you know, is, I mean, he he looks like he's Jalen Hurts to me with better mechanics to throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Um, his movement is outstanding. Uh, you can see that like a lot of guys that are good runners with the ball, he, he probably breaks the pocket too early. But I think if somebody spends a year really working with him and coaches him hard, I mean, I think Malik Willis is going to be a, a top-line starter in this league. And I think a lot of teams look at him like that. It's just a question of, you know, how early do you want to draft him? you want to draft him at six with Carolina, you draft him at 20 with Pittsburgh? Um, you know, just a question of where they're going to take him. But I think both those guys have a chance to be quality starters in the NFL. Mm.
2: Yeah, Baldy, with the quarterback thing, I mean, you get a sense that, when we've been talking about this quite a bit, but that the Eagles like don't love Jalen Hurts. And it, it, tell me if you disagree with that assessment. It, that said, how likely is it that they maybe use one of those first two picks? I know they had Matt Corral in. They've had Pickett in, who you mentioned. How likely is it that they would use one of those first two picks on a quarterback? Uh, I think it's unlikely,
12: Rob. I mean, you know, I guess they could shock us all. But I, I just don't see it. I think that's why they traded with New Orleans uh, to get their number one pick next year. I think they've got some, you know, some artillery next year if, if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out. But I think, you know, I think they like the person. I think they like the what they have seen as far as just his upside, his improvement, and I think they want to continue to work with that. I think they like the backup that they brought in from Jacksonville last year. Um, you know, for what they have right now, Uh, And so I think they're going to continue on that direction this year. Now it might all fall apart next year because they got to see better growth from him as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, being able to throw with better touch. Uh, And I think if they feel like if they can surround with better players, that you're going to see a a more improved
1: Jalen Hurts this year. Hey, Baldy, do you think the Eagles have done a pretty good job in terms of uh, shielding Jalen Hurts from a lot of the outside criticisms. I mean, you look at, think about when you were 24 years old and you, you, you and Barrett were playing the game at the highest level then, but you were playing it as offensive lineman. We all know that the quarterback is the most magnified position in, in all of pro football. But when you think about from the time he was named uh, a potential starter last spring, even he's always had to look over his shoulder, where are they going to bring in a Deshaun Watson? Then they bring in a Gardner Minshew fans in Philadelphia, loved him one week, hated them the next week. You know, and players who tell you, I say this all the time, players who tell you, oh, I don't listen to the outside criticism of Lion, because either they do listen to it or they have somebody close to them telling them about it every day that feeds them that stuff. Now here he comes back again, okay? He's the man for now. That's a lot of pressure for a 24-year-old to carry Baldy. Do um, you think the Eagles have done a good enough job in terms of shielding him from all the outside noise? Well, I don't know.
12: First of all, I don't know that it really affects Jalen. Right. be honest with you, Derek, right. um, he, he's an unusual guy. Mm-hmm. His father was a coach, comes out of, you know, Channelview High School in Houston, mm-hmm. could have gone to any of the big schools in Houston in high school, but he wanted to play for his dad. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been around him quite a bit. He, he's just an unusual guy. I, I I, don't know that they can really shield him. I mean, Philadelphia's okay. Philadelphia. I don't know that you could just say, oh, put a barrier up, and you're not going to hear this stuff. Uh, a lot of people did their homework on Deshaun Watson, um, you know, right or wrong. A lot of people did homework on him. Um, Gardner Minshew was a guy that, um, you know, was available. And so they needed a backup quarterback with Flacco gone to the Jets. So that, that filled a role. I, I don't feel like he feels threatened by any of it. But I, I think that no matter what they did, Derek, be honest with you,
4: mm-hmm.
0: if
12: they went out and drafted, like Rob suggested, if they drafted a quarterback, like I think he'd go compete with them. You know, I, I I just think there's a lot of guys. Obviously, we've seen it already. Baker Mayfield, we've seen guys that uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, guys don't want to be challenged. I, I think this guy is open to a challenge. And I, I really, regardless of the situation, I, that guy's just wired a little bit different than most of the other mm. people at that position.
2: Hey, Baldy, yeah. that, that said, what are you prioritizing if you're sitting there with the two first rounders they have now after they made that trade, if you're the Eagles knowing what, you know, from last year, what direction are you going and who's likely to be there to grab for them with that first pick? Well, it's a, you know, it's a really deep draft in edge rushers.
12: Uh, I know that, you know, they signed to sign Redick and uh, you know, they're bringing Derek Barnett back and you know, they got, you know, Fletcher on a one-year deal. But to me, this would be a draft where, you know, you'd, you'd want to go get one of these guys. I mean, you can slot them any way you want, but it's deep. It's it's probably eight or ten guys deep that mm-hmm. I think can play. So I, I think that, that that's probably going to go with one. It's not a deep draft for corners, and they need corners. So, you know, is Derek Stingley a guy that might be there that they're willing to take a gamble on because it's a gamble? I mean, he's played ten, 10 games over the last two years um doesn't look like the same player that he was as a freshman at LSU but all the talent is still there you come back from the Liz Frank he looks like he's completely healthy I mean that guy looks like he's a top 15 player to me Mm -hmm. so those two those two positions are of need I I always believe be honest with you Rob that as much as they need a wide receiver because I don't believe in Jalen Rager I don't think the team believes in Jalen um I don't think you could get anything for him. I just don't think, you know, he's what you want if you're trying to build around Jalen hurts and trying to build the right culture, but you know, receiver would be one of the last positions I would draft in the first round. If I was mm-hmm. building a team, I mean, they won a super bowl with Alshon Jeffrey. You I mean, tell me who was there. Um, you know, Andy Reid never put a lot into the wide receiver position mm-hmm. outside of a mistake in Freddie Mitchell and what he did with T.O. But, you know, you, you can look around and go, okay, this is a good receiver draft. Mm-hmm. But is Alec Pierce as good as, you know, Drake, you know, as good as, you know, London? I mean, you could say that he is. And so is that a second round pick? You know, I you, it's it's kind of hard to kind of slot these guys, to be honest with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
12: I mean, I know a lot of people have first round picks on, on some of these guys, but I think you get some of these guys in the second round, they could be just as good a player. Yeah, you looking Ooh.
3: at um when I when I look at the um linebacker position, and we all know the Eagles won't draft in the first round, but I mean, what if? What if? Uh, do you see Dean or the kid from Utah being a guy Lloyd. A first round potential? Lloyd being first round guys, and and could they come in and help? I mean, I, I think Lloyd is 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 gifted enough to be uh, an every down middle linebacker in this league. Uh, I think Dean's a little smaller, but you're dealing with smaller guys because everybody's playing eleven personnel now. Would you warrant them being a first pick for the Eagles or, or at fifteen or
12: eighteen? Well, I, I think Devin Lloyd, you know, is a top fifteen pick. Um, I don't believe the Eagles will use it on him, Barrett. Um, but I, I, I there's a lot of versatility to him. There's he's not as explosive as Micah Parsons, but he's as you can move him around like Micah. Um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put any of these any of these cats in that category but you know he, you you do see the versatility he just doesn't have the burst that Micah has uh, but nobody does so but I, I but N'Kobe Dean is is kind of an he is undersized and short yep. arms and a lot of things that you don't like but he is two steps ahead of everybody getting to the ball right. like right. his, so I, I just don't see the Eagles doing that I remember when Devin White was coming out three years ago and I thought he was a game changer, and um, they, didn't, they didn't look at him like that. And Devin White's better than any of these guys. So, Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And he's but, a but, game changer now.
12: Yeah, yeah. But I—but they didn't, they didn't look at Devin White as being a game changer. So uh, I think they'll continue on the same path that we've seen them on for a long time.
2: Baldi, hey, Baldi, what, 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 go ahead, Derek.
1: Yeah, Baldy, if you were in the Eagles front office making the picks, not, not not so much players, but what positions would you prioritize with those first two round picks? Well, I would, uh, you know, I,
12: I, you know, I think they're really set at the offensive line. But I, agree. I would always look at the offensive line. I would, I, always, I would always draft guys because they got a guy in an uh, in offensive line coach. It's a proven develop. Mm-hmm. He's can he's proved that he can develop players. Like that's the question that I would have about this staff at this point. And what I would say about previous staffs is they don't develop players very well. Mm-hmm. So, but I would, I would prioritize, you know, guys that can score touchdowns and guys that can stop teams from scoring touchdowns, mm. you know? And so that's, that's your receivers, that's your corners, and, and that's your edge rushers. I mean, that, that's what I would really prioritize at this point. I, I wouldn't, I would not, not look at a guy like Jalen Petrie out of Baylor at a safety position. Cause I think that's a real position of need. But the Eagles have not drafted well at corner. They have gone to the free agent market to find their corners. Um, and that's really all of secondary. I mean, it's been a, a big blind spot for this entire organization for a long, long time. They, they
1: have not drafted well at those positions. Why, have you, why are you not in somebody's front office? I've always wanted to ask you this. Why are you not working in somebody's front office evaluating players for a team?
12: Because I, I enjoy my life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoy my life, you know, and you can't enjoy a life if you're, you know, breaking down 800 prospects coming out. Like, you know, you you never have time to get out and go travel or have some fun.
3: Hey, I, 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 I enjoy
12: Petrie too, man.
3: Petrie's a good player from Baylor. I watched him against Okie State or Oklahoma State. They don't like when you say Okie State. Oklahoma
12: State. He he's bald. <laughs> well, he was a Matt Rule. He, he was a Matt Rule. Um, yeah, you know. D- player that he signed and he's you know he's played all these different positions he's played strong side linebacker weak side linebacker he's played you know in the box safety the way malcolm jenkins played he's a great tackler
2: i mean you know he's he's just really versatile in, in what you could do with him. baldy how far away are the eagles i mean we saw a team last year that to their credit rebounded from a four-win season they got in the playoffs but we all know it was a watered down schedule you got an extra team in the postseason How are we to look at this team going into the season right now? I grant it. We're ahead of the draft, and that could change things in a big way. But just how far away are they?
12: Well, I think they're a long ways away from where the Rams are, where the Packers are. I mean, you know, those are the teams where the Tampa Bay is. Um, I think they're a long ways away from those teams because those teams that I just mentioned all have a proven winning quarterback. All right, so that's, you know, that's that's the question mark, right, Rob? So is Jalen Hurts, can he get into that, not that tier. I mean, that tier is, is Elite. up there for, you know, uh-huh. but is he in a middle tier where you can go win 10 games in a playoff game? We, that remains to be seen. So that that's that. And then, you know, defensively, they didn't look like um, they knew what they were doing for most of the games last year. You know, they, they played Kansas City. Their safeties might have been – might as well have been in Citizens Bank Park where they were playing. <laughs>
8: yeah,
12: um, You know, they are playing nine-man football. So, like, I, I didn't understand a lot of the game planning defensively of what they did. And I'm still not sure exactly who they are defensively. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then, you know, once they – you know, when they ran the ball 50 times against New Orleans, I felt like, okay, this is who they are, and then they immediately went away from it. And then you kind of hear some chatter about the owner saying you can't win football games that way, that you got to throw it in order to win. So it feels like that nine wins was, was kind of a puff piece to me and they don't look like they're a team that can scratch out nine wins every year right now, unless they improve the, uh, the overall talent level of it. And, and then if there's a real, Uh, you know, identity to what they want to do from a coaching staff.
2: Well, can you, I'll ask you, can you win having that kind of offense where you run it, where it's kind of an old school avoid mistakes? Can you win in the NFL in 2022 that way?
12: Well, Russell Wilson doesn't think so. And, And that's why he's not in Seattle. But, you know, that's what Pete Carroll still is trying to do. That's what the Patriots in large part are still trying to do. Teams are still trying to do it that way. Uh, the metrics will tell you that, you know, you better be thrown it 60 to 65% of the time. But then, you know, do you have a guy that you can lean on? I mean, Tom Brady threw it 717 times last year, you know? And so, you know, that, that's where it's all going, Rob. And so, but, you know, that's also with the, the guy, you know, the best player that's ever played that position. So uh, you might throw it 600, 620 times with Jalen, if he got the ball out on time and they had a really good core around him where he could do that. But, you know, for much of the year, he was dropping back and just running and scrambling. And that's probably not a, a, a good formula right now to be a consistent winner in this league.
1: Hey, hey Baldy, from, from what you've seen of Jalen Hurts' mechanics in 2021, can he improve enough to take his game to the next level. I've said that I, I think he's a great athlete, playing quarterback, but can he 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 translate that into being an even better quarterback, or is his skill set such that is it is what it is?
12: I believe you know we you know the answer is we've seen Josh Allen do it. You know because there was a lot of question marks around Josh Allen now. He went to California during, you know, the pandemic and, and trained mm-hmm. with, you know, certain people out in L.A. and his mechanics mm-hmm. got better. And now he's as good as anybody in this business. Um, I haven't seen Jalen do that, although he he was told to go, you know, work this off season with certain people and we'll see how he looks because he's got to throw the ball with better touch. Mm-hmm. He's got to be more accurate and yep. he's got to be able to beat you from the pocket better than he's doing. Um, to say that he can't do it, uh, I don't want to say that, but it's it, it, there's not many guys that have improved, um from where he's at right now to where Josh Allen is. Mm. There's not many guys that have been able to do that in this league.
2: All right, Baldy. So I, I, I previewed this before you came on. You're known as the travel dog. We know there's always some exotic locales involved <laughs> in the off season. You worked so hard during the season. Where where have we gone? We need we need a little review of where the where Baldy's been traveling. Baldy's travels.
12: I did. I, I you know, I was in Nassar. I was in certain areas of uh Costa Rica I haven't been to before. Nassar is a blue zone. You know, they got a high percentage of their population that are a hundred years or older. So I want to kind of experience wow. that. Uh, I was in I was in Hawaii, uh, did get it to the big island this year. Uh of uh, the big island of Hawaii was in Kona, was diving with sharks and and Pacific Mantis. I am uh headed to Medellin, Colombia here in I don't know, like about two weeks. So right after the draft, so there's, there, yeah, I am going to go to, uh, you know, Northern Portugal, you know, sometime in, in mid June. So there's some, there's some good spots that are left to be, uh, to be found out here. Um, uh, as with a little bit of time left this off season,
2: favorite place you ever traveled.
12: Uh Well, I mean, you could put me in the middle of Sicily. I'll be just fine. You know, I, 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 you could, I could eat blood oranges for breakfast and,
1: um, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bully, do, you, do, you, do
2: you do you still do you still close your voicemail with with Bela Jana? What 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 was how did you use to close it? I'm trying to remember. No, that's, your... that's you got it, Rob. Yeah, yeah. have a great day.
12: See have a great day. See, I, see, hey. see,
3: Bully, I don't see i so you got my start, man. You you're the person that you know got me up in NFL fields. You walked me into um, you know the door and, and got me in there, man. But still, you haven't got me into the travel dog scene yet, you know. So I'm still waiting for that to come.
12: Well, you know, not everybody should be a travel dog. There. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we got to keep be best it real, We can be best friends. And um, we can do a lot of things together. Not everybody should, you know, jump on a boat and go to Greece right now.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 I honestly expected when Baldy came up, I expected him to be. Online with us with a machete in one hand, you know, <laughs> slapping down trees in the Columbia, in the, right. in the no, Amazon rainforest. Okay, but, like, you <laughs> know, he said he's going to he's going to Medellin. And I've seen too many narco movies, brother. I, I respect you. I ain't going to Medellin. I ain't going down there. I'm well, telling hold you. Up. But, but have he you done. ever put yourself, out in, in a situation where you get there, you're excited. All of a sudden you're like, Uh-oh, uh oh, <laughs> I don't know if this was the best move for me right now, man. Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple of those trips, you know, you've got to exit stage, right?
12: You know, I was in, I was in Thailand one time and, you know, things weren't going real good. And, um, you know, next thing I knew we were, we were in Bali two days later. Oh, So, you know, it turned out to be a good, a good uh, little exit strategy. Gotcha.
2: Life can be inaudible sometimes. That's for sometimes sure. Sometimes you gotta do that, Rob. That's it. That's, that's it.
12: Not
3: audible. What he also wanted to say is, what will well, You're married, man. So you know, you, you can't live this life. You know, only the chosen few can live this life. That's
12: well. Your 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 bride. You know, she she might not. You know. Are... He might not approve of some of the things that might be going on yeah. in somebody's place. I,
1: I love I how he eloquently and so delicately told Bear, you ain't going nowhere on this planet. You got to keep it real. I love that. got to keep it real. i got
2: really
1: to use that. Body,
2: can real. I use that?
12: Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can steal that.
2: You can steal that, Gunner.
12: Baldy, uh, listen,
2: man. You, thank you very much. Our first show, man, uh, Sports Take. Nobody better to have on than you for, for not it. only – not only the draft breakdown, the Eagles breakdown, but the uh, the travel stories. You are the best, man. We appreciate, well, I
12: appreciate that, that, Rob. And I wish you guys all the best of luck, really, man. Thank you, bro. Great. And, uh, you know, three of the best personalities to ever do it in Philadelphia. I'm sure you're going to have a great audience. So Thank you, all bro. the best. If you ever need me to come back, just uh, we'll figure out this technology, Rob, and I'll come on back. <laughs> Poli, thanks. Hey, Baldy, Bella Bel-
2: not man. Thank you, sir. All right.
4: All right. You got it. That's hey man,
2: hey, hey, hey
1: One of the best lines Baldy ever told me. I had him on my gun on one podcast during the football season. I said, Baldy, I said, yeah. man, you got like 25 W2s, bro. I said, right. man, what? He goes, D-Gun, I like casting checks.
4: I like casting <laughs> checks. I said, yeah. I got to
1: use, that's my, that's my new motto.
2: I like casting exactly. checks. Love it. All right, so we got to cash a check right now. We'll step aside real quick. We come back, man. You thought we were done with the Eagles talk? We're not done with the Eagles talk. You thought we we're done with the Sixers talk? I'm not done with the Sixers talk. We got a lot more to get. And I got to tell you guys, I have a conundrum. I have a oh, sporting what? conundrum, which I will. Sh- I'll tell you what conundrum means, and then I'll tell okay. you what my issue is when we get back, because I'm I'm very torn on this one, and I need Uh-oh. your help. And I need oh. our our listeners' help and our and our and our viewers' help. Okay, so we'll be right back. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis, and you are in the midst. You are immersed in Sports Take Jacob Media YouTube channel.
0: Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
7: Alright, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to ready, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go! Oh, mama! She did it.
11: Again?
8: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
5: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim i didn't think she was gonna make it major perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence
4: if you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for you will get lost in the wilderness
5: badly injured call the fritz and Cooley law firm at 215 458 2222 and find out why they say we got this
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
2: Welcome back in, everybody. Sports take Barrett Brooks, D-Gun, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. And we're with you every single day, 12 to 3, Monday through Friday. We cannot wait. We are, I got to tell you, we we were like giddy school kids, man. The weeks leading up when we knew we were going to be doing the show, the excitement level for us. And that's what I, I, I love the fact that we're fortunate enough guys to do something that gives you that kind of juice, that kind of passion. And I, and I got to tell you, like, I I re I had a hard time sleeping last night, man. I was like a kid (laughs) on Christmas Eve. I'm serious, man. I I am so excited for what, you know, we're going to be able to do. And, and, and I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. I think the audience is really going to respond and really like what's going on here. It's,
3: It's way too simple, man. It's way too easy. When you got, you know, three guys that, you know, number one, respect each other. Number two, you know, we, we, we generally like each other, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We, we generally are around each other when we don't have to be, you know, <laughs> we used to be Derek's work friend. Well, I'm actually a, really a friend of them now, you know, so he, what? he, he, he may not admit it, What? but yeah, I I can what? call his family members and he can call my family members and it'd be okay. So yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it is what it is, you know? And I mean, I mean, I, I respect them enough that I respect both of their wives. So I'm scared to death of them, but hey, other than that, everything's cool. True, very
2: true. All right, so I I gotta hit you. And by the way, we're gonna have Brandon Graham with us uh, tomorrow. Oh, yes. So you oh, you, yes. you wanna you wanna be locked in. We're gonna have some oh, killer killer Brandon 30. Graham and Trent Cole and Trent Cole. So you 30, want thirty, baby? Yep. Yeah, man. You want to talk about a guy who I don't think it's enough love in Eagles lore for a hell of a career. Right. In Trent right. Cole. Trent Cole exactly. was a, a absolutely. Phenomenal. And you know, absolutely. another guy who was a great late round draft pick.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was one yeah. of He was a yeah. fifth rounder, right?
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. And how, that's a long line of the Cincinnati guys that have come through here and, and, and broke the door down. The now.
1: Eagles
2: have so. crushed Cincinnati, man. Yeah. They, they yeah. do well with Cincinnati guys, man. That's for sure. And by the way, speaking of crush, we want you to smash that like button. If I'm you're enjoying ask, the
4: show,
1: smash out that. Out out. Yeah. Right, exactly. use, that, use that oversized oh, nail that Rob Ellis showed us earlier. It looked like a <laughs> blow dart from one of those blow guns.
2: Scoop. Can you imagine? I had that jammed in the wall behind me, man. How's that I don't know possible? How my house dude? Can fall down. You didn't I mean, hit you a, a pipe. You didn't hit a water pipe or something. Right, right, right. Or, or, or Let me tell or, you something. <laughs> electricity you want, line or something. You don't want me doing. All I do is make things worse. Like I have a plumber friend who, who is a buddy I grew up with. He's my plumber. Uh, he he tells everybody he knows that I put his kids through college. Like I, <laughs> I make things, I'll give you two quick. I'll give you two quick stories. So one. We had this old screw that was kind of rust on that I couldn't get off. That was holding the toilet seat on the toilet, right? Porcelain toilet. I have a hammer out. I have a hammer out. I have something that, that resembles this. I got this out and I'm trying to to chip this thing to loosen it up on the porcelain. So my wife walks in and sees me doing that. Okay. And she says, what are you doing? You're gonna you're gonna miss and hit the hit the toilet seat and it's gonna all hell's gonna break loose. I'm like I got this. Don't worry about. it. She's like all right. She leaves. Don't you know? Two seconds later, I miss. Crack the toilet seat breaks. I don't have the water shut off. Water is everywhere. It's, it's a total disaster. That's one time. Another time, my son and I are playing lacrosse in the house in the basement, right, right where I'm, my studio is, and we're throwing it around. And there's a little. I got a half bath here with it, you know, with the toilet and sink. He throws one to me. I miss it. It, it bounces in the bathroom and then we don't hear it bouncing. I'm like, what, what, what the heck happened? The ball's jammed in the toilet. It's jammed in the toilet. <laughs> my, my buddy, Ed, my plumber comes over. He's like, I've never seen this. I've seen everything. I've never seen this. Like you are unbelievable, but there you go. So there, there's my just to give you some of the prowess. Gunner's making faces. I know, <laughs>
3: bro, bro. We, we we used to be on a show, man. We're, first of all, we had to be at work. The Brothers abroad. It was it was from six to eight. Yeah, and we'd be at the show, and I he'd be sitting at his desk like this. I'm like, dude, it's four o'clock in the morning. Why are you sitting like that, man? My freaking bathroom again, man. I'm like, what now, bro? What yeah. now? And,
2: and Barrett's the opposite because he's the he's the most handy. Derek, you're pretty handy too. Barrett's yeah. crazy. like Barrett, Barrett though, man. Barrett can put together you know, like <laughs> car engines and and yeah. build boats, and build decks, and motorcycles. Like he's he is the he is the bizarro world me. He's the opposite of me. It's unbelievable. I enjoy doing it,
3: and you, you—you yeah. don't need to touch that type of stuff. Hey, I hear you. Hey,
1: <laughs> hey, Rob, just to give you a heads up, bro. You know, with the toilet situation, yeah. Just use just use thinner toilet paper, man. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> stop trying to use that plushy no stuff. Double no, no double pay. ply. No double ply, man. Got, you gotta stop that. Hey, <laughs> I look, you. I'm about to borrow my wife from watching the show already. Uh-oh. First what show, one o seven. She sends me a text. She goes, "So far, I've been watching, and it's been Green Eggs and Ham and fishing. I thought it was a sports show." <laughs>
2: Yeah, you have to, I'm blo- like, you have to you- block her, Derek. Block her. I mean, you've been watching for
1: five, ten minutes. All of a sudden, you form me opinion base. She didn't see the guests we have on. Now she didn't see the hot topics we've been talking. I When we're done, we're gonna have a nice discussion. You're only allowed to watch the show certain times of the week. That's it. You can't just I, watch. I usually you
2: get. Want. Are you wearing that? Is that what you're gonna wear? Like that's. Usually, I haven't got that I, yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's coming. All right, I gotta ask you guys about this. So I have this conundrum, yes. right? This this yep. issue. So. I don't know how much you guys, with it being Easter and Happy, you know, post Easter, Passover, Ramadan, whatever anybody celebrates. I hope you had a great day with your family yesterday. But I'm watching, you know, and and I was doing, I was juggling that, and I'm on the air at WIP, so kind of both. But um, the Celtics and the Nets series, right? And it turns out to be an unbelievable game. The Celtics won on buzzer beater. it was an insane play, just a great playoff. Yep. But being a born and bred celtic hater as a philadelphian they're right there with the cowboys for me okay the celtics are but i loathe the nets and ben simmons and Kyrie. i don't know what to do in this series i don't know who to root for right right like i honestly like if i root for either i need to take a shower like it makes me sick so what do i do here with this series man Dude, that's
3: that's the one thing you can't man because you don't want and and ben's Ben still not playing, man. And Kyrie thinks that the world is flat, and you got the best person, the best player uh, <laughs> playing basketball right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's KD. It's it's just a it's just a perfect storm, a perfect mix to make your life hell, man. That's it really is. is. <laughs> and, and,
2: and dude, I had to sit there and look at look at Benzo's the sunglasses on, or his lamb <laughs> his lamb outfit that he had on the other day. Uh, and now they're saying he's going to come back and play in Game Four and Game Five. How are they going to incorporate that guy into the middle of a series like this? And think that's gonna work. More power
3: to them. Let them let'll give bounce them out earlier.
1: Here, here's the thing. Before the playoffs began, and we and when we knew the matchups, and, and first and foremost, we are, are focused in on the 76ers. Yeah. But when we when that when that series was finalized between Boston and Brooklyn, that was I said to myself immediately, that's the series I want to watch the most. I know. Because that first game was the epitome of what I expect the entire series to win. I don't care who wins the series. Right. But I expect every game, when you guys are you both of those teams have assassins, flat out assassins on both teams. And what Jason, you know, for, for the Celtics to move the ball around the way they did the final seconds, and Jason Tatum on that spin moon mm-hmm. boom, boom. And when he first hit it in live action, I'm thinking, he didn't get the ball off in time. It's, Brooklyn's gonna get the win. Then you go back and see the slow-mo. What? Wow, hold up, man. See? <laughs> hold up. See, see, see? I'm see. I see. Uh, look, we Trish have, Gunn we gonna, checking in. Look, we gonna have, we're gonna have our own personal game of Family Feud when I'm done. I'm <laughs> sure. So, for now, for, the, for
2: folks who can't see this, right, who are just listening to us, right, uh, Trish Gunn, the, the lovely Mrs. Gunn. Derek's wife, beautiful wife. You outkicked your coverage. We all know that. Definitely, I did,
1: definitely. I did, man. I, so, I tricked her, bro.
2: I ain't gonna uh, lie. No doubt. <laughs> so she, she says, Yes, I want to hear about draft picks. She's she's tired of your shenanigans, Derek.
1: <laughs> she can tell you one player coming out of the draft this year. Xander, take that right down. Now. We got it. Yeah, thank you.
2: Bro. How about bro. that? How about Yo, Trish look, Gunn getting involved? I look, love Look, Bird,
1: Birdman 990 says, let's
2: get Trish on the show instead of D Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. come on man amen we're getting a lot of that well, a lot of the reaction is that you know joey b all our friends they want more more uh more trish gunn more than more more trish than Derek. yes that's messed that up it's not right man you know <laughs> and I, I don't even know what your point was as soon as i saw her jumping on that i'm like we got we got to go with that we got to go with that man. unbelievable all right so let's do this yeah. guys uh, we met. We were just talking about the the Nets and the uh, and the Celtics and what that series is going to be. Look, the good news is one of those teams is going to be eliminated, right? It's one, yep. it's one of those right. teams Sixers right. may not have to face. They're likely going to get right. the, the Heat next, barring some kind of episode. I think, I think the Heat are just going to roll right through that series. I do, land. too. I don't yep. know about you guys. But we come back. We're going to jump back into the Sixers a little bit because we touched on game one, what to expect game two. And we got to get a little bit more into, into Tyrese Maxey because, to me, he's the anti Ben Simmons. He's a joy to watch. He's a guy who works his ass off, is fun to watch, and is having fun. He's not just this.
3: smiling.
1: Yes.
2: Right. You know, Mr. Serious, having no fun kind of guy. So we'll do that when we get back. Who knows? Who knows whose wife is going to be chiming in at this point? You never quite know (laughs) what's going to happen. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. You're watching Sports Take. Smash that like button. Tell a friend, baby. Jacob Media YouTube channel.
0: Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
7: All right.
6: Did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion?
7: Really? <laughs> yes. Really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right. Here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to ready. Go to look. Fake up. Mama. mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again?
8: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
7: Uh huh.
5: The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
4: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
5: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, We got this.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
4: Back, yes. Uh, I want my
3: old tune back, man. Give me my old tune back. We, we gotta, gotta get talk- some better
1: music on this show, man. We got, we got,
2: look, your son's a producer, isn't
1: he, gunner? He, yeah, um, he's working on something, and, and the producer for my uh Gun on One podcast, uh Elvin Shabazian, uh who's also a big time music producer, he's working on some music as well. But okay. you know, Xander, Xander, um uh, Xander, of course, Xander Krause produces our show. I love oh, you, Xander. Oh, 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 but excuse me, excuse me, excuse me,
3: we gotta go back. All Philly fans to my house, free barbecue.
1: Yes. Who said that? <laughs> to me. Who said that? Who said it? that? The boss, the Trish Gunn. said that. What? 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 Yes. <laughs> hold on, man. There you go. Up. Where?
2: There it is. Wait, I don't see it. Where? It's up there. Hold on. All Philly hold fans on, to my house, free barbecue. From what? Trish Gunn. Trish Gunn has spoken. Guess what, Barry? Hold <laughs> up, man. At 3 o'clock, I'm hopping in the car, and no, I'm ready for bro. some ribs. Me too. Me something. too.
1: No, no, that, Look here. Let me tell you something. Thank you. Barrett knows, and I will tell you this. When it comes to uh, work and play, it's like church and state. I keep the two separate. So, you know. You better tell Mr. Trish uh, that. Trish. Trista, Trish must tapped into a, a money source I don't know something <laughs> about because look I'm, I'm having to, I'm struggling buying meat to feed my own oh, family. She's talking crazy. about feeding the whole family, bro, bro. <laughs> yeah, one time? What time?
3: I, I I backdoored him and I, and 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 went to his family and said, look, I wanted to come by because they were they were having an event at house, right? And um, I I, I backdoored him and yeah, I just showed up at the house. Yeah, man. Me and my daughter. I just showed up. He said, whoa, whoa. Smart what are, you, what are you doing? I like here?
1: I like the daughter. <laughs> I don't care too much for him. But
3: so we're sitting in there right we're we're and everybody's you know having a great time. It's like 80 people in his house.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. And I'm sitting
3: in the middle of the kitchen and my daughter's standing next to me. I said, "Watch this." I said, "No, Derek. No, Derek. I'm not leaving. Why are you kicking me and my daughter out?" Oh. And both his wife and his daughter look at like, Did you just
1: say that? Mm-mm. Derek's See how he lied on? Me? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's not cool. See that's why like, he hasn't been back
2: to the house after that kind of move. You're not
1: you know coming I mean? back. You're not exactly allowed back right. in the house. You yeah. can't you can't after that. But I thought to myself, Rob, I said, you know what? That was a slick move by Barbara because that's something I would have pulled on him if I was at his house. So you're right, I had to give him kudos, man. He got me, he got me that time. Oh,
3: you know, Trish right. came up to him, you did not say you did not try to kick him out the house, did you?
2: I'm like, no, I ain't telling him that, you know.
4: <laughs>
2: oh man, all right. So we we the first two hours have, have flown by, man, and uh, we're rolling into the final hour. So I, I think a little bit later in the show, Xander's gonna kind of uh. Get us straight here on, on some of the things that we have uh, we have screwed up. That's for sure. Uh, we got, we're we going to be getting into that. Right, that's up. for sure. But uh, tomorrow, as I mentioned, we're going to have Brandon Graham. Uh, yep. We've already had Tom McCarthy a little bit earlier to talk some Phillies, and we just wrapped up with Brian Baldinger, which was an absolute blast as well. We're going to be bringing you that kind of firepower every single day. That's for sure. We're going to hit everything that's big in the world of sports, Philadelphia sports, and beyond and have a little fun while we do it—that's for sure. And again, you guys have been awesome. W- what a great job! I, I got to commend all of our viewers and listeners today. the The, the comment section has been straight and fuego today. Okay, <laughs> on fire <laughs> with, with people and people just having fun, and that's what it's all about—just breaking stones and having a good time with each other. So that's what we'll do each and every day. But yeah, we were talking about the Sixers earlier. We got to we got a game. We're, we're lucky. Bar- Barrett and I did a show called Breakfast on Broad. During a time that was maybe the worst in the history of Philadelphia sports. Right, right. There oh, is. yeah. Wow. This time period, it was like the 15, wow. 16. So you had the Sixers in the beginning of the process. Yep. Right. They stunk. You had the Phillies who were coming off of that run from 07 to 11 and were like yeah. tail They stunk. Okay? Terrible, right? Flyers. <laughs> they, just,
3: they just fired they uh, just fired Charlie.
2: Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. um Pete McCannon was the like yawn time. Okay, right, let's right, be real. Right. Right. Uh the, the Flyers were just, eh, you know, just nothing special. Not bad like they are now, but just kind of irrelevant. And it was the end of the Chip Kelly year. It was the year – it was literally Chip's – the year he got fired was was 15. So, yeah, Chip yeah. Got, got canned, and we're we're ripping our hair out every day like, man, what are we going to talk about today? There is right. nothing to talk about today. So, we're very fortunate in that, you know, we're starting our show 10 days before the draft, Sixers in the playoffs – Phillies, I know it's four and six start, but I think the Phillies are going to be a fun, entertaining, good team playoff team this year. There's a lot going on, man, and we're we're going to be we're going to be hitting all of it, man. That's for sure. And oh, then you had,
1: you you had a couple of people on that show where you couldn't talk certain sports with. I ain't saying no names, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying any names. I just brought it up. You see how Barrett looked down real quick and like, oh Lord, D Gun, don't say that. Don't say it, D Gun. I'm just saying. Man, I'm just it out there. So you guys, right? Philadelphia sports was spiraling downward, and then you were
2: kind of handcuffed in terms yeah. of what you could talk about. It was a challenge. Look, and and yeah. you know, but but the bottom line is, I, I think we're we're hitting this thing in, in a at a really good spot for sure in, in Philadelphia sports. So the Sixers are one of those reasons. And I look at this, and I mentioned Maxi. We've talked about him a lot, obviously, but yep. there's something to be said. Yes, you want your guys to produce and be good players and all that. But th- the way this guy carries himself, like I-, I-, I describe him as a joy. He's a joy to watch. And he went from being in the bottom 3% of three-point shooting to the top 6% this year. That's nothing but straight work. This dude just works his rear end off to get better and better and better. He takes criticism. And Embiid and the older players talk about how they can get on him at practice. Again, anti-Ben Simmons, who you can't even look at the wrong way, and he's done. Like, everything about this kid screams he's going to be a star because he just gets it. Yep. Well,
3: I mean, that's the relationship you have with the guys that you're working with, man, it means a lot, man, because it's hard working with people that you really can't stand or you really don't like or – you know, you don't have any cohesiveness or, or, or you know, chemistry with. <clears throat> mm-hmm. when definitely- with. When you're dealing with, in, especially in sports, where you got to be your brother's keeper, where you have to make sure, you know, you know exactly what this guy is doing. Um, so, you know, because you can do your job and him not do his job and it doesn't work. You both have to have this, you know, relationship that, you know, to make it flow right. And when you have a bad apple in a bunch,
5: yeah, that one
3: cool. bad apple can make the whole bunch um, you know, go sour. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It could rot the whole bunch. So you got to get that bad apple out. Once they got the bad apple out, things are starting to change now and hopefully it's changing for the better. That bad apple that they have was almost cancerous, man. And, and that's the problem. I, th- I think he's starting up there now. He, he's he's he starting to spread it up, up with the Nets. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's not here. I hope he gets the help he needs because, man, it, it's it's got to be a, a draining type of atmosphere always being the guy that's the bad apple, man.
1: When, when I w- when I look at Maxi, the kid has such great acceleration off the dribble, and he maintains his body control. When you look at some of those floating type shots mm-hmm. that he hits, uh, going across the lane, falling away from the basket, and mm-hmm. I think he has one of the best soft touches off the window that I've seen from I mean, any player playing in the game today. Right. I mean, he use, he utilizes every aspect of his body and the game. And then you, you go back to game one and you heard him say when well, he drew a, a charge on a player and he said, I wasn't trying to fall down. It, it just happened. I just lost my balance. <laughs> the kid's just out there having fun, man. You know, he's playing at a high level. When you're smiling all the time, you're scoring 38 points. You know how demeaning that is to the opposition? When you're out there busting, you're busting the cords every time you put up the ball, whether you're inside, outside, off the dribble, or whatever the case may be, and you're constantly smiling, you're having fun with it, man. That's the more, and players a lot of times won't admit it, but that's demoralizing to the, to your opponent, man. But I just love watching the kid's energy, the yeah. way he plays this game, man. And hope it carries through for as long as the Sixers are in the playoffs.
3: Well, he did, I mean, he's the type that he didn't want that game to end. I mean, I've had a couple of games like that, you know, during my football career that, you know, I, I I just didn't want the game to end. I'm just totally yeah. dominating this guy, and there's nothing he can do about it. Yep. Everything I'm using is working. Well, that's yeah. what he felt the other day. Yep. And everything yep. he threw up was going in. So I mean, I don't expect that. But like I said, you know, just a little bit. You know, and I remember I test one of my boys. I said, look, if I can get if I can get 32 out of Harris, and and, and you know and and Maxie, I, I think we'll have an easy. You know, it'll be an easy time going into this you know this playoffs so i just get 32 out of those two we'll be good to go well yeah. he got me 38 on
2: his own unbelievable and that's right, the thing right. do i think he can get 38 again no but can he get 25 for sure Absolutely. And right, right. do i think Embiid can go from 19 to 30 easily so you make yeah. those you know those 10 12 whatever it is points up barry make me bring a good point i thought harris played about as well as he can play i mean I he gave you a great all-around game he had six rebounds six assists to go with those 25 points he was efficient from the floor I, I mean that's the thing if maxi and i think he's there now and if harden can continue to look good you have the big three with those guys then you throw harris playing the way he's playing i mean this is just what the doctor ordered for this team yeah. to make a run because look i think ultimately toronto is going to give a, a, a tight game tonight And i think the sixers win it probably in six i think it's going to be a little closer than maybe some people think but ultimately you're going to have to deal with either in my opinion miami or Boston, or Brooklyn. And if you do, you need all of those guys clicking, man.
3: You definitely do. But what, 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 give me your assessment on on Doc, though, in his, in his playoffs. I'm
2: not a big Doc fan. Like, I'll give him this. I think they were very prepared for Saturday's game. I, I, I give him props. And I think having a week to where they could really just practice with Harden, where it wasn't just rushed like it had been after the trade, I think it helped them. But I'm sorry, man. The jury's out too much for me with doc he won it in boston when he had three hall of famers when he had ray allen and garnett and pierce beyond that it's been a lot of disappointments and falling apart in the playoffs so he's got to prove it to me like i think if i have to go one-on-one with nick nurse and doc i'd probably take nick nurse i think doc's got more talent but i'm still concerned about doc keeping it real
1: let me ask you this if doc let's say doc bows out after the second second round again does he keep his job or lose his job
2: um There's a lot of talk, Derek, that he wants to go to L.A., that he may go to L.A. I I shouldn't say once, that he may go to L.A. with the Lakers. Maybe that's his escape route. Maybe he and the team, because the team still owes him a lot of money. Maybe they say, all right, man, you want to go? We'll let you go. Get us off the hook of this contract. Yeah. If if they bow, if they don't get beyond the second round, I don't know. I don't know how you don't make significant changes. You know, The other part of this is, unless, if Harden has a really big playoff, that changes. But if Harden struggles here the rest of the way, do you resign him? Do you give him 40-50 million a year for three, four years?
3: Has he deserved that though? That's, no.
2: that's 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 the problem. What what happened to the Harden
3: that you know that we saw? I mean, even, even last year, you know, I understand just like you guys were saying, you know, it's, it's a hamstring. You maybe maybe that's the case, but I just don't see that 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 same drive, you know what I'm saying? The same drive that he had. You can be hampered but still have that killer instinct. I don't see the killer instinct, you know, yeah. that I used to see in him like even last year. You know, where, what what's,
2: what's going on with him? You know, why, why is he playing like this? You know what I think? I think, it, I think it's two things, Derek, sorry to interrupt. No, I, go ahead. I, 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 my sense is it's two things with him. One, he doesn't have the same burst, whether it's the hamstring or it's just age. And two, he's not getting the calls because the league has has cracked down on that. He's not getting the calls he used to get in his career and i think those two things have really affected him going to the basket and therefore teams aren't honoring him going to the rack and he, he has a hard time getting that that sort of step back 3 off like he used to
1: mm-hmm. i i would say it's a combination of the age and the injury factor and the fact that you know james harden has never been one of these catch and shoot type shooters like a lot of these these uh, sharp shooters are nowadays he's not a catch he's got to have that step back 3 you know when he when he when he and you know and a lot of players defending or defending him a little bit differently so he's not getting those free looks like he used to get now. So I think it's a combination of but you're right moving forward. You know, the Eagles uh, the Eagles the, the Sixers have some serious uh some serious decisions to make when it pertains to James Harden after the season because y- y- are you going to invest in him? That him that hamstring could be a problem next season beyond this season. You know, Baron, as you know, when you get those type of injuries, man, they don't just just go away. Especially when you become an older player, they, they don't just go away. You yeah. know, you can rest, rehab, massage, heat therapy, whatever the case may be. But the older you get, you know, it's your body. Your body changes with time, man. You know, and so the the, the Sixers are going to have to decide: Is he in the best interest for us in the long run? He he has been up to this point. He's been a great mentor to Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. And he could be a great mentor to younger players as well in terms of how to get your body ready, how to keep your mind right, especially not just for the regular season, but for the second season as well. But is he worth the money he could command at this stage of his career? We're going to find out. We're going to find that out soon enough uh, after the season is over.
2: Yeah, and the other issue you have is you don't want to constantly have this turnover around Embiid. Like every single year – you know, they traded for Jimmy Butler. And then, you know, we, we just on and on and on. Eventually, you got to just grow this thing and have continuity. Look, there's right. nothing they could do about the Simmons thing. It was just destructive, and you had to get him out of there, okay? Right. There's no doubt. But you don't want to have the turnover every year. You want to be able to have these guys get in place and kind of just just grow uh, uh, together. And that's the thing I'm hesitant about. I don't want to give Harden that kind of money, but I also don't want to constantly have this revolving door, you know, mm-hmm. next to Joel Embiid every single year.
3: Well, I May mean, Harris is still on that that max contract, man. So we don't know if he's gonna be back next year. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's that means maybe they trade him off the books. I just see this team as I just keep it the way it is. And 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 Harden's, you know, Harden's not a fool. He knows what he commands out in the open market. But does he want to be around somebody other than the guys that he has there right now? You know, I really think he likes it here. He wants to be here, and I think he'll give him a hometown discount um going into next year. Now, yeah. do they want him? I think so. Um, just another year under his belt, you know what I'm saying, making that money. I mean, he's made all the money in the world. I think he wants, he's at a point in his career where he wants to win. He yeah. really wants to win. He wants, mm-hmm. he wants to get the to take it to the next level. He knows with Embiid and Maxi, he can definitely do that. So I think that kind of changes how they look at this season, how he looks at the season, and how he go, you know, goes about doing his business going forward. I mean, hell, he loves City, City Line Avenue. He loves going out out there. You know what I'm saying? He loves, you know, that nightlife. I mean, Philly's a great nightlife place. Yeah. Maybe that's what keeps him
2: here. Well, I think he also doesn't want to be that guy that, you know, look, let's face it, he forced his way out of Houston. He forced his way out of Brooklyn. You know, it's like, how many times can you pull this? Right. right. Part, yeah. Honestly.
1: Well, you, you know, also, when you look at the better teams that are in the playoffs right now, the biggest key for them has been they have a core group of guys who were with them last year who went through the wars of the playoffs. And you're right, Rob, you can't keep changing the personnel around Joel. I mean, obviously he's the centerpiece uh, of this organization. Hopefully he will be for many years to come, but you have, you know, a young player like a Tyrese Maxey, you know, you need to keep a core group of guys together, sprinkle in, sprinkle in some some other elements as well. No doubt about that Mm -hmm. because nothing stays the same forever, but um, keep that core group of guys together, you know, whether they go all the way this year or not, you at least want to know if you have X amount of players that have been with you the last couple of seasons through the playoff wars, the probability of you getting back and hopefully going deeper enhances yeah. with that core group of players.
2: Well, let me ask both of you guys. Uh, look, if, if I'm keeping, and we, we, that's what we do here, we're going to keep it real. I I'll Ultimately, I don't think they're good enough to get past Miami. I, I'm really concerned. Look, Boston was the best team in the NBA, arguably maybe with minus the Suns, over right. the last two months of the season and they play the best defense in the NBA. Right. I, I just, I, as excited as I am. And I, and again, I think the Sixers played about as well as they can play in that game one. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it's about. I don't think man. they have enough to get past the one, either Miami or Boston or I think Brooklyn could go in any way, but right. ultimately to get to the finals, I, that's just I, where I stand with
3: this. I, I think differently, man. I, I right. think, um, I, I think they're getting that first game. Kind of molded them what they and what they need to be. They see the potential that they they can have, and from this point on, you know even with them lacking offensive output from Joel, somebody else is stepping up, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you need when you go into the playoffs. And we know we can get it. We know we can get thirty five from from Embiid at any time, and for somebody else to step up and not have all the pressure on him is exactly what the doctor ordered. So as they go forward, I think that chemistry gets better. Are there better teams? Yes, there are, but when I mean, if we if we can legitimately get those four guys playing, I mean, halfway decent, man, this could mean they could surprise us this year. You know, just like the Eagles did in 2017, we didn't know that that team was going to be that good. Mm-hmm. You know, the ball bounced their way, and that, I mean, that's what happens. But this 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 Sixers team is a lot better than what we're you know we thought it was going to be great with with the addition of Harden. But I mean. Come on now, do we think it's going to be as great as it is right now? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, you – you like we said, if you get somewhere near peak Harden with Embiid and with the way Maxi's playing, then I think he can beat anybody. I, I, I truly believe that that's the case. I mean, ultimately, I think Harden's going to be the key to this whole thing. The one thing to his credit, as much as he may not be the same guy scoring – He's still a really good passer and gets guys in really good position. I mean, the play of the game is that bounce pass ahead to, to Maxi where he finishes under the rim. That 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 was insane. Yeah. I, I mean, he's still a really good distributor. So even if his offensive game is shooting, isn't necessarily clicking, he still helps you in a lot of ways. I want him to shoot though,
3: man. I didn't bring I'm him here him. to I didn't
2: bring him to be,
3: you know, I trade trade me ten of those assists in for 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 points, man. Cause yeah, I need him to shoot more, become that become a shooting guard. Go to the two, man. Play the mm-hmm. two. Forget yeah. being, a you know, a passer. I, I I need that, man. I mean, I got guys that can pass the ball. I need his offensive production at this point.
1: Gunner, I, what, I think, what what's your I, sense here? I, I think there's so much balance in the East that it's a coin flip. Whoever gets hot at any given moment uh, could be the team that's standing tall. And when the Eastern – Conference playoffs are all said and done, but when you look at personnel and matchups, I just think Boston and Miami are going to be huge stumbling blocks for the 76ers team. Now, we know Milwaukee is the defending champion, but, you know, Milwaukee's game, Milwaukee doesn't have that that killer instinct to put teams away. Right. They build up these big te- big leads, and they let teams back in. Milwaukee's good at winning a lot of close games, but, you know, I think Milwaukee, you know, caught that lightning in a bottle last year. Everything, you go back to when, you know, um, Durant' foot was on the line in that deciding seventh game, and you yep. thought it was a three pointer for the win. And, and by, the, by the smallest margin of his toe, it turned out to be the two and bucks. you know, hit their shots in, in overtime and then went on. And then, of course, uh, they, they're down 0 2 to Phoenix and they come back and, and win four straight. Um, I, I think Boston and in, in, in Miami, their depth, their versatility, their, their, their ability to get out on, on the break. Uh, they've got marksmen all over the place. You can't just hone in on one guy. Uh, they can play it inside outside, however you want to play it. I just think that might be just a little bit too much for the 76ers to overcome. That's not a knock against the 76ers. I just don't think, uh, this is their time right now. I think Boston or Miami emerges from the East.
2: All right. So let's just deal with this series here. And I, and I want to, I want to get a little Phillies in because we're going to close strong with, with the Eagles, but this series itself, how far does it go with the Raptors Barrett?
3: I I think it goes five. I think it goes five. I I think they'll win one at home just just because, you know, Diable won't be there. But then I Mm -hmm. think they'll adjust Thibault not being there. And um, then they'll, you know, win that next game there and then close close it out when they come back home.
2: How about you, Derek?
1: I I believe six games. And I know know Toronto's hurting right now, you know, with an injury factor. But I just think, as I said off the top of the show, I think um, they're some of the best – That One of the best teams in the game in terms of making adjustments. And I think Nick Nurse is a good enough coach. They're going to make adjustments, personnel adjustments, matchup adjustments. To it's going to be a little bit closer series than it should be. 76ers should emerge from this series. But I think Toronto's going to get at least two games out of
2: this series. I think so, too. I think it goes – ultimately, it goes six. I, I, I think the key tonight is going to be how it's officiated. If you're calling ticky-tack stuff on Embiid early and he gets in foul trouble, that's how Toronto stays in this thing. I also – I'm going to be fascinated to see if Nurse is running as many double and triple teams at Embiid as he did in the first game because Embiid responded really well just recognizing it and kicking it out because he's got to do something different. I mean – or he just says, hey, I don't think Maxie's going to do what he did. I don't think Harris is going to do what he did, you know, whatever, and I'll keep doing the same thing. But he's too good a coach to kind of just stay patent. I think he makes some changes.
1: I agree. I agree with you 100%. Yeah,
2: it's going to be interesting. All right, I was thinking a little Phillies in before, we, uh, before we, we take a timeout and switch it back to the birds here. But um, we had Tom McCarthy on a little bit earlier, and if you didn't get a chance to, to, to catch that, you, you can certainly watch the show in, you know, in bits and pieces its entirety at any time, uh, YouTube, uh, Jacob Media Network. Uh, of course, Sports Take is you just do a little search. But um, we were talking about the Phillies in the start. Joe Girardi is an interesting case here. He's in the last year of his deal. And Dave Dombrowski, who's the president of the team, did not hire him. He inherited him. And there's a lot of expectations. this team went over the, the luxury tax. When you put all of those things together with a team that's underachieving, inherited manager, okay, and big-time payroll, that spells lack of patience, in my estimation. I'm not <laughs> saying after 10 games, anybody's going to get fired. But what I'm telling you is, if this looks like this, into June, I think Joe Girardi could be firmly on a hot seat and could possibly be gone if it still looks like this.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, they, they there's spending money over the, over the cap, so he's get, he's assembled what your team is. Obviously, he, he's assembled this type of team. You got to go to with the strengths. I mean, you get the benefit of the doubt, you know that all right. You know, we we didn't have enough last year. Well, I think they do have enough as far as offense. Now he has to be that manager, put his manager hat on, and and. Find a way to to get some defense out here, man. Mm -hmm. Find a way to play better on the defensive side of the ball. Because at this point, man, you don't know what your third base is going to do. Center field. Everything is, you know, up in the air. You know, there's got to be some better decisions being made as far as who they're bringing in. Now, I know injuries is killing us. You know, Moniac's out. You know, Herrera, you know, Mm -hmm. it happens. You know, but, I mean, you got to find a way, man. You get paid to find a way.
2: Yeah, no. And look, I know Colorado's off to a decent start, but Colorado's not a good team. You, you got to start putting together right now. I mean, what's been going on in Miami for years with this team? It's a total house of hearts. They're 14, right. And, they're 14 and 25 in Miami over the last three, four years. It's a disgrace. And, and does, it come, does it come from that
3: shirt? Um, That shirt that they had, you know, is, is it stemming back from then? Where uh, they had the they put the shirt, you know, about you know that kind of made fun of them. From that point on, they've been whooping our ass ever since
2: then. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it, it's such a dead atmosphere in that ballpark. I've I've been there. We went there a few years ago. It's like it's like you're in some like luxury mall. Like you don't feel like you're in a baseball ballpark, and it's dead. But you got to overcome that stuff. And, and that I think they play almost play down to that that dead atmosphere, and that can't happen.
3: That, was, I think it was Ricky wasn't it Ricky that said
2: um Ricky Bow
3: yeah, yeah Ricky Bow did it about you know call them something you know and, and and from that point on they've been kicking our tail ever since then man. Yeah.
1: That that has been one of the most fascinating things to me in all of sports history is that when you look at teams I don't care how good the teams are they always have that one team that's their kryptonite. Mm-hmm. I don't care what sport it is it's always the case and for years the, you know, the, the Marlins have been the Phillies' kryptonite. So, for yep. whatever the case may be, no matter how bad the Marlins are, they play like they're playing a World Series against the Phillies. I have I'm, it's To me, it's, it's the most flabbergasting thing known to mankind. And I look at the way the Marlins took it to them this past weekend, and I'm thinking, we don't know them. You know, it seems like every five to six years, though, the Marlins rise up and all of a sudden, all these kids that they bring up for the farm system, turn them into contenders. Yeah, it happens like every they they get up there one year, then they go back down for the next four years and back up that fifth. It's unbelievable. Now we don't know if the Marlins are that good or just the Phillies are just that mediocre right now. They haven't caught they haven't caught their strong suit yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think the Phillies with that lineup that they have, especially offensively, they're gonna start raking. They're gonna start raking the ball when it starts getting warm in June, July, August, which is the heart of the season. But can the pitch? Can the pitching deliver? and, and well, bail them out that remains to be seen
2: i agree Dar- I, i'm i'm with you in that They're, these guys are too good like the whole schwarber castellanos yes. harper that yes. Realmuto. Uh, that group's too good not to hit they yes. will hit but really what it comes down to me is wheeler healthy why are you down five miles per hour in your fastball maybe yes. maybe like tom mccarthy said it was the lack of work in, in the spring what is aaron nola and we'll, we'll start finding that out again tonight when he pitches absolutely Th- that's the key to this whole thing. Well Eflin hit. though?
3: Eflin, Eflin he's but, back now. You know? And
2: can he stay healthy? I like yeah. Eflin when he's healthy. And I think Suarez showed you last year he's the real deal. If mm-hmm. those guys can pitch, this team will be in the playoffs because they've expanded the playoffs to the point where you should be able to get in. It's kind of like the Eagles last year. You should right. get in. Even if you're not a great team, you should still be able to get in. What, that's going to be
3: uh, fascinating. What's going on with um, Serenity and Dominguez? I love that he's back, you know, but I mean – I, I thought when he first got here, they were checked him to be a starter. Is he just out of that role now, period? Yeah,
2: Barrett. I don't think he's yeah. – I think he's strictly a bullpen guy at exactly. this point. And, and I don't know if – like, he's had so many injuries over the years. Like, I, I think they're still – he's still trying to figure out exactly who he is. But he's another one. Like, if he – he looks so good before those injuries, but he's had some major ones. He could be mm-hmm. a huge, mm-hmm. huge middle-of-the-road, middle-of-the-bullpen piece setup guy maybe potentially for Knievel. Kind of guy, so it, he, he's going to be big on this team, you know that's for sure. All right, we're going to step aside, man. Final timeout, final timeout of the show. We're going to step aside. We're going to get back to the Eagles when we come back. I, I want to get into a couple things with you and whether they should just draft the entire Georgia defense. Uh, a yeah. lot of different things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the yes. The answer is yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. We don't. We don't give it away, but we, yeah, we'll we'll dive into that when we get back because there are a lot of different directions that they can do- go. That is for sure. Again, smash the like button, uh, Jacob. Uh, media YouTube channel you gotta check us out sports take he's Barrett Brooks he's Derek Gunn I'm Rob Ellis we're with you every single Monday through Friday 12 to 3 we keep it rolling when we get back
0: go for the midnight dares go for the game go for the hits go for the fans go for the win go to ocean casino resorts book your trip at theoceanac.com
6: all right did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion really
5: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
4: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
5: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we got this.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We are sports take. I am Rob Ellis along with D Gunn, and Barrett Brooks, Jacob Media, YouTube Network, each and every day, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3. Guys, I'm getting a lot of questions, and, and we're swinging it back to the Eagles here. As someone m- once famously said, let's get it back to the Eagles. That was that would be me. But uh and, and nobody nobody gives me props for it. Anyway, uh not not that I'm upset about it or better, But um a lot of questions regarding Tyron Matthew, the honey badger and how likely it is that he ends up being an Eagle. It, it feels like, and, and Gunner, tell me what you're hearing, but it feels like mm-hmm. they're they're trying to slow play this, maybe low ball this, and it doesn't seem like there's a ton of other suitors who are willing to put up a lot of bank. Does he maybe end up back here by default? There, or back a, here, not back, back end up here by default.
1: Uh, there's a possibility. Yeah. Um, I don't think the, the, the Eagles want to pay a whole lot of money For a guy who's a proven commodity, but it has a a significant injury history. You know, Um, he's he's openly said he wants to go back home. I believe he's what from Louisiana. Yes. Uh, So he wants to go back. He wants to go back home and play closer to home, which means, you know, I know the the, uh, Saints have been looking at him. um, Also, I think it comes down to at this stage of his career. What does Tyron want to do? How much how much does he just want to play? Compared to how much is he trying to get out of it, and I, and I and I don't blame any player who's trying to get as much as they can while they can, because once that money, that big money starts ro- stops rolling in, that's it, you know. And hopefully, you know, you've positioned yourself where you can transition into that next life and make significant income as well. But you know, um, it, it, I, we know the Eagles need some help on the back end of that defense. There's no question about it. Now that Rodney McLeod's moving on to uh, Indianapolis. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna play this close to the vest. Howie is not gonna pay big bucks for Tyron Matthew. That's not gonna happen. So yeah, it's it's a sit wait and see in terms of exactly what the Eagles could possibly get him for and how much he really wants to come here. I mean, let's face it. This is a team that a lot of players out there still have a lot of question marks about. And it starts with the quarterback, and I hate keep bringing that up, but it starts with the quarterback. Is this a legitimate playoff team? A lot of players, when they hit that 30, 31, 32-year-old plateau, yes, they want the money, but, Barry, you can attest to this. They want to be able to put themselves in a position to get to the postseason and play on the big stage as well. Um, how do players feel about coming in here with uh, playing with a Jalen Hurts on, the, on a team that still has holes to fill? You know, and obviously the the Eagles didn't hit a lot of significant holes uh, in the free agent market. You know, uh, Hassan Reddick was a great get, but they still need a lot more. So it, it's, it's a sit back and wait. You know what? And whatever whatever happens with Tyron Matthew, I'm not going to sweat it. If he comes here, fine. If he doesn't, fine. Eagles will draft somebody or how you will find somebody else sitting out there on the open market to fill that void.
3: At this point, you know, you're right, man. It, it, it used to be that the Eagles organization was a a a destination point. You know, people wanted to come here, but at this point, I I don't see it. Um, even from the defensive side of the ball, Gannon just did not show a guy like Tyron Matthews that he would be used in the right way. True. And 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 I, you know and that's that'll be the only that that's only Gannon's fault because well not necessarily but the athletes that he had. I thought he had the athletes here to be a more aggressive defense. Say what you want to say, the pass rushing wasn't that good, but you did have some corners that can go out there and play man-to-man or play tighter than they did. And your defense takes on who you are as a defensive coordinator. He played soft against, you know, called soft games against good quarterbacks. A guy like Tyron is never going to play soft. He's going to play, you Mm -hmm. know, up pace. He's going to play aggressive his entire time here if he did come here. So he would have to change. You know, Gannon has to change – who he is a coach, a play caller before he's going to, you know, woo into these guys in here that, you know, that, that, you know, want to win, you know, right. he's, he's got to right. be more aggressive. Uh,
2: and that, that's something I just don't get. Like Gannon was a very hot commodity in the off season. In terms right. of interviews. And I know ultimately he didn't land anywhere, but you know, he, it felt like he was a guy who was close. And, and look, I know we kind of eat our own sometimes. And when you're in the eye of the storm, you're hypercritical of things, but, we watched enough of him defensively. I know they didn't give a ton of points up ultimately at the end of the year, but I don't get it. I'm sorry. I, like, I didn't see anything that made me think, wow, what? A, you know, th- this guy's going to be really, really on the hot list for most teams. How does that kind of thing happen? I don't know. I mean, it just – in fact, he was more of
3: a um, – well, just to tell you the truth, he was more of a hot commodity – as a head coach, than even Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni wasn't on anybody's radar, mm-hmm. but Gannon was on people's radar. Gannon, um, there had been some, you know, rumblings about him, you know, even during the, you know, process before Nick Sirianni. Yeah. So I didn't understand how all, you know, how he got all these interviews because I thought his coaching style just wasn't aggressive enough um, as a play caller. So I mean, I didn't understand it. I, I don't know where it came from. So you know, I just don't know. But I will say this. When you look at a when you look at a guy like Tyron Matthews, he's won a ring before, he's got a ring,
1: mm-hmm.
3: so now he's paper chasing now, or he wants to go home and play, be closer to his family. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are really going to you know be a deciding factor for him. All right, I'll take less money for the home count discount, right? Or I'll take more money. If the Eagles, you know, pony up. Well, we know the Eagles aren't ponying up. So me thinking that Tyron Matthews is going to be here now it just it just wasn't it just wasn't something i really it, unless
2: nobody else steps up Barrett, with any kind right. of even decent, right, right. right. It, that's why it's almost gunner that's why i termed it like by default almost right, you know, right 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 nobody else it appears is, is jumping at him right
1: now see, see, see to jump on your your topic about gannon being a hot commodity i don't think he was a hot commodity for a head coaching job because if he was he would have gotten one what were the nine jobs open I think a lot of the interviews he's getting is because of his friendships out there and the relationships that he's made across the league. Ah, ah. See, I think there's a big difference in terms of, you know, hey, we'll talk to you just to let you get it on your resume, to go through the process, to see what the process is. So it helps you down the road. Now, if you improve this year with the Eagles defense, they're going to be even more of a hotter commodity in 2023. But right now, we'll give you the interview as a gratuity just to see, um, you know, uh, how it goes. But, I don't really think he was he was a serious contender this offseason
2: for any head coaching job. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, so let's look at this because we haven't had a chance to talk about this. So right now the Eagles sit at 15, 18, 51, 83, 101. That's what we're looking at for rounds one through three. Okay, so let's focus on 15 and 18. I want to start with this because they made the trade. You know, with the Saints, where they gave up one of their first rounders, but they end up getting a a first rounder in twenty three, a second rounder in twenty four, a third rounder, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A, did you guys like that trade? B, how do you think it sets up for now? Let's start with liking the trade, Barry.
3: I like the trade, but I don't think I I, I know how he, you know, loves the, you know, the the draft capital. But I'm I'm tired now of, of draft capital. I need tangible assets. Give me players instead of draft picks. Right. You know, and, and that's where I am right now. I mean, I understand next year, but you can't, it can't be a shoulda, coulda, coulda woulda the year. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you want to get this franchise better. You made the decision not to bring in Watson. Okay, we moved on from that. But you haven't done anything else in free agency that were going going or that you're really trying to win next year. Are they really trying to win, or are they just stacking for the next couple of years? That's where I'm. I'm having a problem with. Forget the draft picks. Bring me in athletes that can play. Hmm. You know, no quarterback. Even if they were going to try to trade for a quarterback or or, or draft a quarterback, they had they don't have enough weapons to even want anybody
2: to come here. You. So you would have rather to- if they're going to trade that pick, get a player that can yes. step in right now than something down the line for the future.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you can't make an accurate assessment on. How how much better did that Jalen Hurts got because you don't you didn't really go out and get enough to fill the barn up. They don't have yes. enough to fill the barn. Up. They didn't have enough explosiveness at the wide receiver position to say, all right, then he, this guy can throw or he can't throw. We yes. don't have enough there. Well, the I think that's, uh, that's. I will tell you.
1: I will tell you this. Under. The I will tell you this. The Eagles were uh, very interested in a number of players this offseason, um but who could have predicted a uh, Christian Kirk is going to get over no. 70, $80 million that he got. There's no way they could have come close to what both green Bay and the Raiders were going to give a Devontae Adams, a mm-hmm. hundred, what 42 million. Are you kidding me? These receivers now are getting quarterback money across the national football league. The Eagles are not going to pay that kind of money. Yeah. Um, you know, or should they, they have too many other, uh, other needs. The Eagles were simply outbid. There were too many teams out there. that had more draft, more, more cap space than the Eagles did. And basically, they just got out by off bid by some of the prominent players. And I know it frustrated the fan base, but it was just one of those ye- those years that Howie just didn't have the Monopoly money to play with in a lot of cases. And so here we sit, wait to see what he's going to do with the draft, waiting to see how many of these lower-tier money-free agents they try to pick off now to fill out their roster to try to make it just that much better.
2: Well, I, I think both of these things can be true. Like, I, I agree with you guys. Jalen Hurts doesn't have nearly enough weapons as we sit right no, now. Not even no. close, right? But I wouldn't have given Christian Kirk that kind of money. And some of Heck these other no. guys got ridiculous money. And I think they're bad <laughs> contracts for, for okay receivers. He's not a yeah. bad receiver. He's not special. And he got no. special money. No. So he was, so the, number okay he was yeah. the number three receiver. He was the number three receiver. Like, he's he's the okay. He, he's a guy. He's not, he's not special. Right, so right. I wouldn't have given him that kind of money. I'm okay no. with that.
3: And that's why you see all these guys like Brown and, and all those other guys bitching right now, because they they potentially could get the same money, but they're not getting paid right now. That's why they right. try to trade themselves out of there. Yeah. Right? So there's that's a right. lot of
2: money, man. There's three guys specifically right now. And ironically enough, I think they were all second round picks. Uh, you have Debo Samuel, who we yep. know is the, the ultimate utility knife, can do everything at a phenomenal level. You have A.J. Brown in Tennessee, who mm-hmm. probably doesn't get the kind of love that he deserves just because you know he's playing with Tannehill and he's down there, yep. yep. notice him as much. Uh, uh, and Terry McLaurin, who we've seen a lot in Washington up close and personal. Those three guys are not going to report to any kind of offseason stuff until if and when they get new deals or this thing really comes to a head where the fines start kicking in. So with all this capital that they have, all the stuff I just reeled off here, should you make a run at any of those
3: guys? We want explosiveness we need we need guys in the in the meeting room that can play guys that can teach these young guys how to play there's not enough experience right now in that meeting room anytime you have greg ward jr being your elder statesman it's, it's tough yeah. well now, well, now they have they signed what's his name um zach pascal zach pascal. Yeah, pascal. i, I want somebody's gonna go out and make a difference you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying a difference maker I, I played with difference makers i had um you know when i was with the steelers i had I had a guy that can go out there, and he will catch anything you throw at him in Heinz Ward. Even though he was slow as pond water, he would always find a way to get open. Mm-hmm. But then I had two dynamic guys, Randall L. and Cedric Wilson, who would just be running scot-free. And you talk about Big Ben. He wasn't Big Ben. He was just Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. He could get the ball to him because they I mean, he was more forgiving because those guys were wide open. Right. They how to create separation.
1: Right, right.
3: They had somebody to teach him how to be that way. You know so They were taught mm-hmm. by Heinz Ward how to play the game. You don't have that here. Even, even you know, with the with the Eagles, had Irvin Fryer who taught the younger receivers, Christy Jones, those guys, how to play, how to get open. It's an art form to doing that. People don't understand. Like you know, you're not just you just out there running routes. There's little idiosyncrasies you have to. Do. You know, when you like, you, if you got a stack DB on you, you run them as fast as you can. They call it stepping on their feet. You like, your step on your feet and wait till you move a move. Look them straight in his eyes, then you make a move. You know what I'm saying? Just little things like that, or using your body to push off and come – you know, those are all things you learn mm-hmm. from being a pro, and they didn't have anybody to really teach them that. Now, it's kind of damning that your head coach is a receiver coach and didn't teach those receivers how ready to play the game. Then I mean, that was probably our worst position on
2: offense. What's your sense of Nick Sirianni, Derek? And, and, look, they they were a playoff team. We talked about this with Brian Baldinger a little bit earlier, but we also know the schedule was weak. You look at the teams that they beat, some of the guys were they were being rolled out at quarterback – that they they missed, you know, and, and they played the third, second, and third right. stringer. Right. You know, to his credit, it started off really two and five, and they got smoked in, in Vegas, and they put it together after that, and he was a ju- he was a guy who was willing to make adjustments. But you get a sense of what he really is after one year yet?
1: No. And here but here's what I do like most about him. And you go back to the last season. You know, a lot of coaches come in, new coaches, they want to establish themselves, they have their system offensively, defensively, and they're going to ram it down a team's throat. And you're going to run that system. And if uh, if Nick Sirianni had a stuck to his initial system, it would have been disastrous for the Eagles in 2021. Mm-hmm. But he adjusted on the fly. Whether it was him, whether it was somebody else talking to him, he finally gave in and realized this team is better suited and a better competitive team, offensively especially, if we run the football. Mm-hmm. And it started with that Detroit game, and it kept going. And we kept saying, okay, this can't be this can't be real. And it kept going. The running game is what got them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, in a passing league, the running game is what got the Eagles to the playoffs in 2021. So kudos to Nick Sirianni for being man enough to realize, well, you know what, I, I, I don't think I have the personnel. And I'm not speaking for Nick Sirianni. This is my own observation. Yeah. Basically, I, I don't have the personnel that I want to run my type of offense. But the offense I do have right now, we can have some success if we continue to do this. And he stayed to that gun. Not many coaches, Barry. you correct me if I'm wrong, not many coaches will flip the script in the middle of a season in terms of what they're not doing. They, especially not a rookie head coach. Not a rookie head coach. He, he wants to establish himself. This is his ch- time to shine. His chance to show people that he is qualified to be a head coach in the national football league and lo and behold Nick Sirianni was smart enough to flip the script and go in a little bit different direction and it paid off for this team now opponents are going to look at them in 2022 as a running team first I think this year we find out exactly what kind of coach Nick Sirianni is because I expect defenses to now bow up against his run try to bow up against the run try to stop him I think this is what we find out how good of a coach Nick Sirianni can be?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to address the stream, Eddie. I'm, 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 let me, let me, let me explain why you uh, even Devontae Smith needs a a veteran coach out there. The first couple of games, look at the San Fran game where uh, the receiver—I forget the receiver's name. It wasn't. Um, it was. Oh, it was a. Uh, it was. It was. Um, it was Jalen. Jalen Rager ran out of bounds, came in, was the first guy to catch the rock. That's a penalty. What happens later on? Yeah. Jalen does the same – I mean, uh, not Jalen, but um, Devontae. Devontae Smith does the same Devontae. thing. A veteran-wide receiver would have said, no, stop doing that. Guys pushing off when they're out there blocking or running routes. A veteran receiver would have stopped that. So they do need, including Devontae, need a veteran guy in there to teach them the little idiosyncrasies on how to be a NFL wide receiver, what you can Mm -hmm. get away with, what you can't get away with, what DB you can work this on and what DB you can't work it on. If you got a strong man-to-man corner like a Jalen Ramsey, you don't want to go out there and try to chicken fight with him, battle him. You want to run away from him, get away from him, use your body to get away to run routes. Those are all things that come with experience. That's why you need a veteran wide receiver in there to teach these young guys the experiences they have. Yeah, so, Devontae's on record.
2: Goodness, yeah, hey Barrett, Devontae's on record saying that himself. We could use a vet in in this in this mm-hmm. uh, ah, da, da. quarterback mm-hmm. room. Yeah, ah, da, da. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly right. You know, I get a sense it, it almost feels like maybe not quite to this degree, but the way Donovan didn't have much to work with early in his career. know I, I mean, when ah, it was da, da. the crash exactly. painting days. Yeah, no. can you imagine? Can you imagine if he had? Not even a level of a TO, but a
3: a very competent wide receiver that knew how to run routes, who knew how to get open. What if he had a pair of those guys? It wouldn't have just been one time being in the Super Bowl. Right. They would have had several opportunities because they were right on the edge yeah. of having an explosive offense. You know, what I'm did you guys mm-hmm. did you guys know? And I, I I just learned this from working with Big Seals that the Eagles have never had a hundred catch receiver throughout the existence. Of the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow,
2: yeah, they T. have, have not, probably gets wow. there if he doesn't get hurt, right? That, exactly, it, it, exactly. Yeah.
3: They have not had a hundred right. catch receiver. They had a hundred catch tight end in Zach Ertz. He had hundred was one hundred sixteen. Yeah, but never a hundred um catch receiver. Can you imagine how dynamic that offense could have been a la um, a la two thousand four? Right, if <clears throat> they had some game breakers out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, guys yeah. that could stretch the field. You because because at that time Westbrook was the ultimate weapon for him.
2: Yeah, he they, how yeah.
3: the backfield, ran screenplays for a ran a rock form. They really didn't have uh, an explosive guy and wide receiver until To came. And it, look at the difference that they had. So Andy Reid even looked at all right. I got to get. I, I, I got to get. Yeah, to he get
2: finally it. came on. He was stubborn about it for a long time. Right, now. right. And he right, finally right. finally caved on that and realized he had to get a game breaker in her. And, and look, I think Devontae <laughs> Smith. Is phenomenal, but you need a bigger guy to compliment him on the yeah, other side. No question about never. it. And, and, we, we, you know,
1: just, we. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob.
2: No, no. I was just gonna say, and and look, we. I think we all realize, and they do too. They just won't say it. Rager ain't that guy.
1: No, no, <laughs> no. We've said it. It's, I'll
3: say it for him.
2: Yeah. I think.
1: I, I, think que, we'll I think. Quez, I think. Ques. I think. Ques. Watkins has the capability of being a big play receiver, but I don't think he can be that consistent go-to receiver for this team. I think, you know, when you need a much bigger body, you need a, a Calvin Ridley type body, um, you know, a, a A.J. Brown type body. You need one of those big type bodies. Change. Yes, we've seen, we've seen the bigger body receivers. Look at Mike Evans down in Tampa. We've seen big body receivers who are athletic with speed make a bad pass looked like a spectacular throw because he made a st- spectacular acrobatic catch. And we're talking about, wow, that quarterback put the ball in a place only the receiver can get it. No, the receiver was that much bigger than the DB and went up and took it away. There's a big difference. If yeah. you have one of those types of receivers, even with a Jalen Hurtson quarterback, I think it would enhance the overall product of this offense. It makes it um, more
3: forgiving. Yeah,
2: more exactly. Forgiving. And, and you so, know what? The, the, the frustrating huh. thing is there's pieces in place. I mean, you have the stud offensive line. You have Goddard, who I think is a really good tight end. You have a running attack, and you have Devontae Smith. If you could just get that other piece. Now, ultimately, we don't know what Jalen Hurts' ceiling is. And and it may just be, hey, he's a hardworking, nice guy who can get you to, like, Ryan Tannehill level (laughs) or not. But at least give him the options, man, you know?
1: (laughs) I hope hope Jalen Hurts proves a lot of people wrong, but I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be that long-term solution for this team or any team and again I'm just basing it off one year of a a full season of watching uh Jalen Hurts play the game I I think he's a serviceable quarterback but I don't know if he's going to be that next level type quarterback looking at his makeup see there's too many ifs involved for me with a Jalen Hurts if he learns how to utilize the pocket better in terms of surveying all of his options. If he learns not to get too skittish and step up and run mm-hmm. uh too soon, if he learns how to hit the open receiver more consistently, saw so way too many overthrows, wide throws, guys standing wide open in the flats. You know, um, if he learns how to read defenses better, you know, those are a lot of ifs. And those are those are ifs he can overcome. Will he overcome them? I don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, you know, he's I out would, there working. You know,
5: yes. Huh? Yes.
1: Yes,
3: what? Yes, he'll be able to overcome those things. He okay. has no choice. He has no choice. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. He has no choice. If he wants to be a consistent NFL quarterback, he has to make those type of things happen. He has no choice but to make those things happen, or he will be a, a label a backup. And I know what it is to be labeled a backup. You know what I'm saying? Is he will he's he has done this his entire career. People People act like he hasn't been doing it. He is he is evolved as a quarterback, as an NFL, I mean as a as a player, period. His entire career, he went from being just a running quarterback to going to Oklahoma and being a throwing quarterback and then getting here, having okay. to re-evolve himself against so or just being a Wildcat guy. So now he's gonna have to go out there and throw the ball. Teams, defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop Jalen yes. Hurts. It's his turn now. To go out and get the get the help that he needed, and I think he was out in California with the quarterback guru. Yes, yes. And change who he is, you know. So I'm hoping he does. I'm praying he does because if he, if he doesn't, he's going to set us back three years.
1: There, there's there are 32 legitimate starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. Okay, mm-hmm. and to me, Jalen Hurts is still in the prove it category. Yes, absolutely. which is understandable considering, as Jalen Hurts admitted. You know, every year he's played, he's played with different coordinators, different coaches. So his head's swimming in a lot of ways. Learning new systems. You got all these different coaches teaching him new mechanics, how to read defenses differently. So so now this is the second year of him being in Sirianni's Mm -hmm. system. So I don't want to see marginal improvement. Marginal improvement is not good enough for me when it comes to Jalen Hurts. No, no. no, I need significant improvement. Yes. But again, because of his size, because of his lack, now, people keep talking about he can't throw the deep ball consistently. Well, you don't have to throw the country mile to be an effective quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees wasn't a great deep thrower, right. <laughs> but Drew Brees knew how to get the ball to his targets in the intermediate game. Drew Brees was one of the best that ever Watch. played the game in terms of putting the ball where it needed to be in the intermediate game. And he could set up the deep, a decent deep ball every now and then when he had to. You know, I, I, we still don't know what Jalen Hurts is. And I don't know if Nick
2: Sirianni knows at this point Nick. what Jalen Hurts is. All right. So, well, listen, we got a lot more to dive into tomorrow, the rest of the week. Just to remind everybody, Brandon Graham, Trent Cole, you want to be tuned in tomorrow, that's for sure. All right. So, boys, it was fun. Fun first day, huh? Oh,
3: it's crazy. Man, I, I'd it's, I'd but pulled, you know what? My, I'd have pulled all my hair out, man. Y'all got me so frustrated, man.
1: Look, man, it, this today was exactly what it, I expected to be. Three guys who've known each other for a long time, who have a lot of history together, who have organic chemistry together, and we just three guys love to have fun, ripping on each other, and talking sports. I mean, you know how many people out there would cut off an arm to be able to have this platform or any platform to do what we do. Blessing. You know, to, to to you know, just it, it is a blessing. There's no that's the key word that I will use every time. It's it's a blessing. It's not luck. It it was meant to be. It took yeah. some time. A lot of people don't know. What it took for us to get here today, you know, a lot of hemming and hawing and haggling to get here and make sure it worked in a lot of ways. But you got three guys who know each other, who love to feed off each other, um, who, who who just basically love to talk sports. And, you know, I, I, I sit here now and I'll sit here a year from now saying the same thing. I'm blessed and fortunate not just to do it, but to do it with people I like doing it with
2: yeah absolutely, absolutely. Agreed. agreed all right yeah. so uh a lot of fun don't go anywhere because we have the national football show with dan Silio. big sills big is going to kill six. so uh, yeah we'll, we're on 12 to 3 every single day we appreciate everybody all the comments again smash that like button but all the comments everybody who participated in the show thanks for watching thanks for streaming thanks for listening we truly appreciate it we we'll be back tomorrow at 12 o'clock for d gun and barrett brooks I'm Rob Ellis. You've been watching Sports Take. Tell a friend. Go for the midnight
0: dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
6: All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion?
7: Really? (laughs)
5: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim i didn't think she was gonna make it major perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence
4: if you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for you will get lost in the wilderness
5: badly injured call the fritz and bianculli law firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we got this
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.